Hello, and welcome to the Dragonborn Industries podcast. More specifically, to episode one of our brand new Starfinder campaign. What is Starfinder? Well, Starfinder is a TTRPG or tabletop role-playing game. It comes from the Pathfinder system, which derives from Dungeons & Dragons. One of these most nerds out there have already heard of. If not, then in simple terms, this is a storytelling-based game set in a sci-fi universe where we play characters, make choices, and then roll some dice. Those dice rolls then tell us how well we did at the things that we were attempting to do. Hopefully you enjoy the show, and thank you so much for checking us out. And welcome to episode one, To the Stars. Hey, and welcome to what is hopefully episode one, because we're all here of Campaign 1 of Dragonborn Industries Starfinder. Hopefully you can all hear me. I'm gonna check the mics now. If I can't, I'm sure one of the moderators would text me. But thank you so much to those of you who are here already. If you're watching on YouTube, this we are gonna be new to this as a group. We are gonna be coming to the game with learning a lot. We are gonna be doing a lot of rule learning and fact finding along the way. And that's all good. I don't intend to screw the players over, but if I do, you shut up and you let me do it. Otherwise, the moderator is going to bring down the hammer of justice, and that's all it's going to be. But hopefully, my lovely players here, who you can't see just yet, because I'm going to have my moment in the spotlight, we're going to have a good time. And it's going to be about us, and although I'm going to chat to the audience here and now, like it is, actually, this game is for us, here at the table. And hopefully, within an hour, within two hours, within a session, we'll forget the cameras are here, and we'll just be streaming us, having some fun around the table. But... I'm going to show everybody, the players, this is Woo! the crew. Oh, yeah. We will go through names and everything in time. Don't worry about it, because tonight we want to jump into the story. We want to make sure that we are just getting straight to it. But first, we do have an announcement. Steph. We are proud to announce that this stream is supported by Warrior Prints 3D, your one-stop shop for anything 3D printed. From cosplay items, tabletop terrain and miniatures, to anything you can need printing. Be sure to check out Warrior Prints 3D on their Instagram, at Warrior Prints 3D, and on their Etsy store, warriorprints3d.etsy.com. And use the perma code, oh yeah, that's right, it's a permanent code, to the stars for a 10% discount. That's to the stars, one word for a 10% discount. Back to you, Liam. <laughs> 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 beautiful. We are. So, there's not really much to do with a session one except for jump straight into it. You will learn the players' names as we go along and you'll learn their characters as we go along. But are you guys ready to jump into some Starfinder? Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Wusaki <laughs> Musabi. Zero AG. The gap ends. All over the galaxy, a period of time and memory appears to be missing. This phenomenon has affected all the memories and records across the multiverse. With this, all memories and records of the planet Galerion have been removed from all of the multiverse's inhabitants, along with all the memories of an indeterminate number of years. Even the gods themselves are silent on the subject, vaguely referring to the safety of the lost planet Galerion. 
No member of any species remembers what happened during this unknown number of years covered by the gap. Yet many poor of old tomes now filled with only gibberish, distorted pictures, unreadable writing and runes. Others find themselves traveling to the stars, to systems far and wide, studying the history of ancient worlds, finding new races, and seeking to discover the truth of the matter. I need to turn those announcements off. What a way to lose your place! Episode one! Here we go! It's going great, guys. <laughs> seeking to discover the truth of the matter, at least, or at least a clue to this forgotten time before. Without knowing how long the gap really was, beings of the multiverse labeled the years following the end of the gap as AG, after gap. And thus, a new calendar era began. In 3 AG, Triune, a new deity reveals themselves as the All Code, granting the secret of drift travel to the universe, and sends out billions of drift beacons all over the known galaxy, but particularly favors the Galerion worlds and the Galerion system. With drift now accessible, members of the Galerion system and other systems that have gained access to reach beyond their own atmospheres venture out into the stars, discovering new planets, systems, worlds, peoples, and technologies. First contact between the Beskarian, its empire, and the Galerion system happened in 12 AG. And although very different in nature, a period of understanding and exploration follows until in 36 AG, when there was no unified Galerion governance in place, the Battle of Eledra kicks off a period of war between the Beskarium and the Pact Worlds in what would later be called the Silent War. The first battle, the Battle of Eledra, is when the Beskarium lands its forces on Triaxis, one of the planets in the Galerion system, home to the dragons and the draconic bloodlines from times even before the Gap. As the Beskarium continues its conquering of the Galerion system, the Absalom Pact, simply referred to as the Pact, is signed, binding all the planets of the Galerion system in mutual defense and governance. With this unification of the Galerion system, attacking the Pact Worlds head-on became difficult and the Beskarian pulled back from the system. The war is not over, but almost at a stalemate. Battles happen as members from both sides try and take systems or gain footholds in the other one's territories. But worse yet, in the year 67 AG, an alien pathogen rips through the Pact Worlds, bringing about the death of millions. And while still at war, this is devastating. Then, in the year 83 AG, first contact is made with the Shirin race, an insect humanoid race of telepathic beings. These Shirin soon find themselves in the Pact Worlds and become regular sites within the Galerion system. In the year 223 AG, the Burning Archipelago, a settlement within the very core of the sun, is found. And in the year 2040 AG, the Kasathan worldship, the Iadari, arrives and is welcomed in as a new member of the Pact. The Iadari, the Kasathan worldship, takes a permanent orbital position around the sun to, with the rest of the planets in the Galerion system. Then, in 291 AG, a new threat emerges. The Swarm, a race of ever-hungry, devouring beings from another galaxy attack both the Pact World and the Beskarium, prompting a ceasefire and an unexpected alliance. Since then, the best people have found themselves living uh, near space, uh, leaving near space and going to live within the Pact Worlds and vice versa, bringing about new cultural exchanges and chances for exploration and discovery. The year is now 318 AG. 
and the star stone at the core of Absalom Station calls out to the stars, offering a beacon to anyone out in the drift. He loses his place. He looks at it panicked. I got it. I got it. There it is. Stars offering a beacon to anyone out in the drift, the deep, or the vast. It's right at the top of the page. That's what got me. Giving those travelers a light to follow back to the center of known civilization. Absalom Station is a huge space station, five miles in diameter, situated in the Galerion system in place of where the missing planet Galerion once was. It orbits the sun like any planet and houses millions of people, businesses, races, families, workers, beings from all over the galaxy. Absalom Station is where the Starstone Reactor is not just the heart of the system, but some say the galaxy at large, as its Starstone Reactor, a giant drift beacon, the biggest of its kind, makes travel back to Absalom Station possible from anywhere in the galaxy. But now, we start to see as we close in on Absalom Station, we see it for the first time, this huge, ginormous space station, surrounded by a sea of starships of all sizes, some are coming into dock with the station, heading into one of the many gigantic hangar bays, while others simply seem to find their place in the Armada, this fleet of ships outside of Absalom Station that some people call home. The station, viewed from above, is shaped like an asymmetrical six-pointed star spread across a flat disk, while underneath it, underneath the central habitation zone, which is a, a transparent dome, is a long spike, simply referred to as the spike. This houses the Starstone Reactor and all of those areas of Absalom Station that aren't necessarily seen by every visitor. Our vision flies over the Armada, closer to Absalom Station, and into one of the arms, these long protruding points that make this place its unique shape. We lower down and close in on a large transparent section of wall. Inside, thousands of people, so many races, moved by each other like the streets of a busy city. Some are shopping, others are grabbing food, some hailing down robotic transports. Taxi! To take them to their new location in this huge, huge station. We see a well-dressed, affluent Yosoki family. Noble, maybe. Dressed in fine garments and jewellery, the little rat folk child <laughs> smiles and looks to be laughing at their parents as they look down and pull faces at her. Our view pushes through the crowd of people and between some buildings blazing with neon signs. Steam pours out of vents, the light becomes darker as we move off the main thoroughfare and between the tall buildings. A security officer in basic armour and grubby clothes shiftily looks about before pocketing a cred stick and continuing their patrol. We push further into the alley and see a four-armed being wearing a dark leather jacket and a cloth mask over the bottom half of an elongated head holding up a writhing halfling man by his throat, his two upper arms holding him in place, while simultaneously delivering devastating body blows to the uh, halfling man he carries. Our vision flies past them and turns around a corner onto another busy district. This time, we see a drinking establishment filled with all manner of people. We see huge buildings dedicated as places to gamble, others as places to indulge in other pleasures. Being stumble out of the gambling joints, dropping fistfuls of cred sticks and laughing. <laughs> Did you see that? I took it for all he got! While others sit with their heads in whatever they have at the end of their arms, crying. Well-practiced sex workers of all races and genders scantily drape themselves over passers-by and attempt to sell themselves for credits. Hey, honey, looking for a good time? Hey, baby. <laughs> Ignoring the ones who look out of pocket. <laughs> Moving down the street, 
While most people are out having the time of their lives, every now and again, we see people lying motionless in a gutter next to a drainage vent, a bin, or a protein recycling unit, either drunk or possibly worse. The station security doing nothing to help them. The field of vision now widens and it looks down as we start to move up and we see this maze of buildings from the top. And as it pulls up and away from the hustle and bustle of the life here, and as it does so, it moves up through the high ceiling of this busy, densely packed district and opens up into a field of green. Grass, trees, waters, animals. The sound of nature is such a juxtaposition to the previous levels below. The air is fresher and most people seem to move with a bit more of an importance and stature about them. More noble people in fantastic garments take in their sights and are shown around by highly authoritative looking figures. A deep green scaled vest, this tall, broad, warlike race of lizard folk. In a grey suit, answers a call on their personal comm unit. A hologram flashes up and numbers seem to refer to some kind of banking or transaction and they talk hurriedly on a phone as if they, it's some kind of urgency. A small group of individuals, a few separate races, but they all wear matching flight suits and gear that look more looked after. They all laugh and joke and talk about plans and they all wear the same badge, a six-pointed compass-like star, the symbol of the Starfinder Society. Confident and strong-looking people in blue and purple armor come and go to Bastion, this large fortress-like building, the home of the stewards, the peacekeepers of the Pact World at large. Tall buildings dot this abstract district in the center of Absalom Station. Some beautiful in the architecture of many different worlds and some more functional with their design that all contrast the landscape of this large area of nature in the middle of this vast man-made space station. But whereas the buildings below are all built for the dense population with no aesthetic in mind, squeezed together for, to use any space possible, the corporate and political buildings up here boast otherworldly designs that reach out towards the stars beyond the transparent dome above. The scene now changes, and we see the busy carriage of a transport crammed with many beings in the similar suits. We see as if we were looking through their eyes, the eyes of an individual. They look down at a briefcase on their lap and they drum their rodent-like fingers on it in an excited manner, the base of a shirt and tie. The same as everybody else in this carriage is visible. The sound around is of so many voices talking hurriedly that it's hard to make sense of any of it over the screech of brakes as the carriage <laughs> jostles to a halt and the hand grabs the briefcase and they single-mindedly, as if it were part of their everyday routine, stand up, turn with the crowd and walk off into the station. As we see through their eyes, they walk towards a building where there are these clear tubes that go up it. We're all underground here and as we walk forwards, they take their turn and they wait in this queue of the same Yosoki, we think. And then they turn and we see their face, this chubby looking Yosoki, as they squeak and thunk, are just pulled off to nowhere. <laughs> Have you ever seen Futurama? It's like those tubes in that. <laughs> the scene changes again and we see an older man with pointed blue ears purple ears, elvish features, balding head, but with a shaggy unkept white hair around the sides, clear milky eyes and a scarred face, shaking hands with a younger, less battle-worn, but strong-looking member of the same species. They smile. Well, don't take too long. We've got a game to finish. The younger man adjusts his goggles and smirks. <laughs> he turns away and begins walking into the street. He gives a half-hearted two-finger wave as if to acknowledge the man's comment in a friendly manner and then sets off with purpose towards the intersection of a fast-moving 
set of vehicles and machines. He looks back over his shoulder one last time to see the old man still watching him leave before sticking out his hand to flag down the next transport available. As vehicles rush across the scene, our view changes again, and with this movement, they cut to a beautiful woman, a demai, a grey-skinned, tall lady with an undercut, a tight braid pulled to the back of her head. She wears a thin flight suit and is sitting at a desk in a tiny room, possibly on a spaceship somewhere. A metal cup of some hot beverage steams next to her as she silently scrolls through text and images and data on a screen projected out of the table she sat at. She stops for a second, staring at the image of another individual that has just come onto the, into frame, a demi male of the same gray skin. <clears throat> she faints a smile in recognition, but her brow remains furrowed. And then she grabs the image, swipes it down to a data pad on her wrist, along with all the data that she was pouring through. She stands, picks up a mug, next the piping hot drink, and then begins to walk through this tiny metal room as the table slides itself away back into the wall. She goes through a tiny thin door and into the cockpit of a shuttle. She sits down at the pilot seat. She places the empty mug on the console to her right and begins flicking switches as the vessel brims to life with a quiet hum. The view through her windscreen of just the endless stars changes as it hovers and drifts across the armada, this fleet of ships that some people call home, and the scene changes again. And our vision fades back in as if our eyes are opening on a suit of well-made purple armor, polished well, but the signs of battles and scars left for people to see, each one like its own battle honor. The eyes look down at a data pad on the side counter with text scrolling across it about the history of the Vescarium, its many battles, honors, triumphs through the silent wars and the invasion of the swarm. The scene skips forward and now looking down at thick muscular red hands that are scaled wearing this armor and attached data pad picks up a small star-shaped badge and a long rifle. They sling the rifle and they don the badge proudly on their chest. And then they move door opens and we see a corridor they follow the corridor they nod to a few individuals on the way down never really needing to say anything until they get to an elevator they get in the elevator and faster and faster and faster it goes down 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 until it stops smoothly and the doors open and as our field of view changes this vesk steps forward and the camera's left behind and as those elevator doors close again Everything goes dark. Then, like a monitor was turning on, we open to a new scene. Screens with maps and information showing ever-moving images of nebulas, deep space imagery, blips flicker between star systems and charted routes through the drifts to newly discovered worlds. Yet on one screen, we see a news report covering a fashion show where a snail-like humanoid with two tan-coloured eye stalks with big eyes at the end of each, both with ridiculous fake lashes, look straight down the camera. Their shell draped in silk-like robes and sashes, holding a thin microphone. And I'm going to need a drink for this. <laughs> well, it's been one hell of a cycle here for Grand in the fashion show here on Cala La and we have seen how the greatest designers from all over the pack world and beyond have really pushed the boundaries of what we thought was even possible here on the catwalk. Hello, I am a shoe. 
Bob Odachonk, formerly known as Best Free, showed us that spacefare uh, house silks can be strengthened to use and enhance the any attire from fashion wear to faithfaring, bringing about a whole new era in fashion and technology, opening doors to so many ideas and customizations of boring old faithware, offering new protections and versatile versatility to community and political leaders, as well as for all the common fashion-loving folks out there. We also saw the collaboration between the notorious fashion designer, security droid 487, and psst, the screen's turned off. <laughs> and that screen turns to black, while a three-fingered hand places down a remote on the side of a workstation in the center of this room and this room falls silent for a brief moment. Then, a door slides open across the room behind one of the screens, and a middle-aged man, human, thin-haired, walks in. He's not overly tall, and dressed in a relaxed casual turtleneck jumper and trousers with a smart pair of shoes and a corporate name badge clipped to the side of his belt. Good luck today. It shouldn't be too hard out there. The company has a good way of keeping track of their people. Chances are the Starfinders who have gone on this expedition have found something they want to play around with and it's just disrupted communications. Either way, I'm sure it'll be fine. It always is. Have some fun out there. It gets you out of the office for a bit, right? He smiles, turns and leaves. And once gone, the hand, this three-fingered hand, reaches for the remote again but hesitates and then retracts. A larger data pad is swiped up with confidence and then another small device is plucked and unplugged from the table and all the screens go black. The figure, somewhat humanoid, at least the top half we think is, leaves the room and heads down this brightly lit white hall past all the officers until reaching an elevator. Presses the down button and they wait patiently. And as the door splits apart, they move inside and turn around. We now see this more bug-like being as they turn to faces, we see their face, but it's not Shirin. It's more like that of a larval insect. They press a button and the door slides close, blocking our view and our vision returns to darkness. We now fade into another room, a waiting room. The walls are white. The lights around give off a faint blue glow. Screens on all the walls play the same clips, small clips of medical personnel treating the sick and starving. Some starfinders and a corporate looking individual waving to clapping, cheering clouds. Oh, we love you! In an unusually clean Absalom docking bay station. Absalom station docking bay. Engineers research a large artifact and then it crossfades to a clip of people putting together the components of a smaller shaped device, but how similar it is, but more tech now. The words Dynatech Industries glow bright in one corner of the screen, shortly followed by the words Future Perfect. There is a frosted, opaque door at one end of the room and long benches with blue cushions dotted in various places around the back of the room. The centre of the room, a large hollow desk, shows the map of a star system slowly turning. Sitting in one of the chairs opposite the door at the back of the room, the same grey-skinned Demai woman, Emily, your character, we saw earlier from the shuttle, wearing a skin-tight flight suit, she waits patiently, sitting, staring at the slowly rotating map. But then we hear the murmuring of a female voice outside. Ah, oh, if you'd like to wait in here, the wretched team will be here soon. The frosted glass door slides open with a small which I already did. And, um, well, James, why don't you tell us what we see?
The receptionist, a small, three-foot-tall, pink, furry skittermander, leans ahead and again. Sorry, honey! What was your name so I can lock it off? And she leaves the door closing behind her. I'm in love. <laughs> you two are left alone in the room. Uh, is there anything that you would say or do? I outstretch my hand as if to uh, have a handshake. Borag. Nice to meet you. As I grasp the hand, I give it a hard shake, gripping it. Or potentially a little bit too hard. that you kind of have that twitch and I've got good shake. Good, <laughs> good shake. Well, wow. After a short conversation, the door again and led in by a small three-foot pink tall skittermander in a loose business shirt and smart black trousers is another individual. Jack, what do we see? Uh, you see a pale blue skin She leads you in and says, Oh, what was the name so we just so I can let them know that you're here? Name's Cass. I'm Chance Handsome. Looks like all the Starfighters are here. Can I get any of you guys a cup of coffee and cordyceps truffle? Okay, no worries. I'll be out here if you need me. And without saying anything or giving you the chance to answer, she turns around and leaves. <laughs> and you three are left to your own devices for a moment. Hi, Cass. Uh, my question how would you guys act like what would you do in this situation obviously you are all members of the starfinder society so you sort of know you know what this is and you know what's going on here but i mean would you like wait impatiently stood there by the holodesk or would you be sat in a chair how would you be acting you know would you have seen each other before around Project your voices. <laughs> um, cool. Anybody else? Would they? Um... I'd just be walking around the room, just kind of getting the lay of the land, yeah. checking out the window if there is one. There is not a window in the room. Okay. 
So you were in, you guys would know that you are in uh, at the bottom of a, a tower block in the um, the eye, this central dome at the top of Avsom Station. Dynatech Industries building itself is beautiful. It was one of the ones that boasts this otherworldly, like almost, they use like anti-graphics, get bricks flying around and doing like DNA structures at the base. You've walked in through the main lobby and you've walked to one of the side waiting rooms, uh, which uh, also is a briefing room and it would have said that on the door outside. Um, and yeah, so the, the room inside, it's, it's probably like 20 foot wide, 30 foot long, and is, um, yeah, just like benches and a hollow desk. And you guys are just left there waiting for whatever other people are coming in so far. But after a good few minutes, oh, apparently the music is overpowering. It's our first stream, all right? You live with a love. We'll knock that down there. Hopefully that's gonna be better for you. And hopefully you guys can all hear it. So after a good few minutes, the screens in the room flicker and start uh, and star charts start to appear on them. All the same star chart as the one on the hollow table. And the door once more opens and walk in walk three individuals. The first, Tamsin, what do people see? Uh, so you have to look down a little bit because uh, he stands at about uh, three and a half foot in height, <laughs> but he's also about three and a half foot long. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think the best way to describe him would be like a bit of a bug centaur. So he has like a huge like caterpillar body with four like feet and as he moves it is like one of those sort of like caterpillar walk oh. kind of things <laughs> slightly squishing along um, and on the top half is the, the torso with I suppose a sort of kind of axolotl looking face but it is buggy it's not that kind of uh, porous skin it is like more chitinous mm -hmm. as a result and he, he's sort of like a pale pastely pinky yellow kind of slightly changes depending on the light and the chitin uh, and he's got this big uh, yellow uh, jacket on which is this fine woven silk um, and he's, he's sort of like got his data pad and he's he's really excited he's scurrying in cannot stop him he is going as fast as his little legs are like making him wander and he is just so excited for today <laughs> well as this insect humanoid life form pulls into the room and finds their place the second individual steps through the threshold Steph. so you have to look even lower <laughs> Uh, a very well tailored suit with a red tie and tie clip, very well polished black shoes, a slight pot belly, rounded little cheeks, fuzzy little tufty ears, um, humanoid-ish kind of hands, but you can tell they're a little bit more rodent in, uh, in nature. He, uh, he is wearing a pair of cool shades um, and kind of flicks them off looks around the room and you can see uh, a cute little sandy hamster face <laughs> looking back around at everyone. Kind of adjusts his tie, pops the um, uh, shades he's wearing into the briefcase and kind of just kind of nods. <laughs> so, the third individual, a Shirin with red, chitinous carapace, large fiery orange compound eyes follows in. 
They wear a simple set of purple clothes that clearly double up as some form of adventurer's armor. But over the top, they wear a white trench coat with the Dynatech Industries name and logo proud and prominent on the chest. A badge of the Starfinder Society pokes out from behind it on the chest, attached to their armor. They don't carry any weapons, but they look like they were once a proud, successful adventurer. They pause while you adjust all your positions around the room and they wait for you to fall silent. Then, with authority, moves towards the table, the door tss, closing behind them. And in your heads, you begin to hear the Shirin speak. Good, everybody is here, Starfinders. They nod to the group of Starfinders. And of course, our own delegates. You're all on time, which is a good start. But let's get to it, shall we? They gesture to the hollow table, where the map turns slowly. The Dakji system is the last known location of the Zephyr Horizon, the starship owned by Captain Orion Ordana. This is the last known location and place of communications from either the Starfinders in the crew or the Dynatech mapping officer that went with them. We regularly get this on expeditions, but when concerns arise, we like to make sure that we can act quickly to protect and recover any personnel. The mission this mission was brought to the attention of the Starfinder Society by Skelkin Shaw here. She gestures to you, the Demai woman. Their acquaintance, Deridae Absuli, was supposed to check in, but has not in some weeks since their last communication. Now, we have been longer out of contact with missions before, but when concerns arise, especially from one of our own, and they gesture again to the Starfinders in the room, we must go out and find out if they are all right. The Dakchi system is known of but uncharted territory. And she points to the map. From Dynatech's point of view and interest, we would like you, Calix, to scan the system so we may process its information and potential to be a new stop on the drift course to ease shipping lanes, traffic, logistics, and operations department. We would also like you to assess the system for any magical tracers that could lead to the discovery of ancient magic or technology. This was the job of Casey Cato. And if all is well with the crew, the data is more than likely already compiled and in their possession. Squeakerson, you will make sure everything is above board and that everything here is not going to damage any of Dynatech's name throughout the mission. As it is my understanding, None of you possess a starship capable of drift travel. Therefore, Dynatech Industries, a shuttle has been prepared and is prepped and ready for you in Docking Bay 13. There should be enough supplies on board to last you a few weeks. But all other things you may need, you will want to collect before you leave. Are there any questions? Is there anything else we should know? The Shirin would bring up a data pad on their arm and they would flick it towards very minority report style when you can go from one screen to another and they flick it towards the hollow table in the middle and a, a um, almost like a heads up display of different faces appear and you see the, the crew of the Zephyr Horizon. Their captain is uh, at the top and is named. You then also see this uh, young Asian woman who uh, has a Cassie Cato and there's a Dynatech Industries logo in the corner of the picture. And there is also, uh, you would know them as Deris Day Absuli, your friend or your acquaintance that you would uh, know has gone missing. Uh, and they show up on another one. We know that the crew 
was an already established crew with their own ship and their own means and were well known within the Starfinders. Darius Day of Surely, although a Starfinder, was not part of their crew. He is the odd one out here. However, we don't expect any foul play. It was him that chartered the mission, but like yourselves, didn't have a ship. So the uh, Captain Ordana stepped in and offered their uh, services, obviously, as Starfinders. Adventuring is kind of the whole thing. Trust me, I know I used to be one of them. But uh, we obviously have interest as well because we haven't mapped this system. We haven't found anything that's there. <coughs> Pardon me. And we haven't seen what potential this system has for both our logistics department and also for... This voice kills it for that one. <laughs> <laughs> also for uh, things that we may want to find. As Dynatech Industries has always said, we look for a future perfect. So we want to find any old technologies we can revitalize and bring to be used again in the light of the modern world after gap. Any other questions? Do we know of any dangers in that area? N not quite, because again, the system is uncharted, but obviously something must have happened. Whether that's a danger or not, we do not know, because again, we have lost contact with missions for months before, but then they've always turned back up, or if they haven't, then we know there's a danger. But you said that uh, Darius Day was supposed to contact and they haven't. So this is a clear indication that a marker has been missed, which is why we must set out to find out what has happened to both your people and ours. Had you received any transmissions before? No, we, uh, Kate, uh, Cassie Cato was, uh, quite new to the department and, uh, was quite keen to get out and about. We know that, uh, they didn't need to check in. That was down to the Starfinders if they ever wanted to, like Darius Day. But other than that, when we send an expedition out, it can take months. So, there's no expected communication from our point of view. Understood. Anything else? I'm all good for data. How about you guys? Uh, let's go. Do we know what we were out there for? Yes! Uh, so, uh, the, well, I do not know from the Starfinder's point of view, that would have to go down to anything that the Starfinder's or Skeleton knows, but from Dynatech's point of view, we were trying to map the system and locate any magical artifacts. Okay. Which is what you will be doing, Kalex, if they have perished. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. I'm so excited, and don't worry, I will do my best. Good, I'm sure you will. So, as you're having this discussion, all of a sudden you hear a loud explosion as people begin to scream, ah, ah, get down! <laughs> this is then followed by the sound of gunshots, <laughs> laser bolts going off, oh, the rounds of like projectiles, <laughs> and more screaming. And then you hear behind the frosted door this, and see the shadows and the footfalls of people rushing by, choosing a direction to go in the chaos. An alarm <laughs> begins to go off. And, give me two seconds. The blue lights in the room all go to red. <gasps> hey. oh. I need you guys to roll initiative for me, please. Oh my god! Oh, let's no. go! I'm gonna get a map. Which one do you right Oh, this. right, okay. <laughs> um, I'm sure there was no battle map. Like oh, is there like an initiative? Oh god, I'm gonna drop it! Oh goodness. Yeah, you should have a little um, initiative next to your... Oh my lordy. Whoa! Oh my lordy! Better way to get to know each other. Oh, here's initiative, right. I'll wait, that's. At the same time, 
as we go into that, and you guys start rolling those ones up, I'm going to bring up my initiative track out. I'm going to change some of the music. Look at this. It's so pretty. <laughs> Which one are you looking at? Starting off strong. Oh, Starting off real good. <laughs> one. Really? No, no, no. Oh, oh, that's what you got. Oh. Oh. Us little folk got oh, the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking I was the shortest. They're like, who even could? Well, so, right. I will describe the scene for you as we move forward to combat. This is the room that you guys are currently in over here. So you are all located around the hollow desk. The Dynatech Industries guys, you are up towards this end of it. Starfinders, you are down at the other side. The door is currently closed. Zano, who is, uh, would have revealed their names to you during that conversation, is the Shirin here in the middle. Cool. Yeah. Currently, though, you can't see anything out here. You just hear the gunshots oh now. Oh, my Oh. <laughs> wow. I love it. Those are some cool minis. But everybody else, these guys haven't seen each other's minis no. yet. They haven't seen anything well, else. <laughs> and uh, when we get to the break, I will. there is a an image slide that we're going to have going on along with the uh, Warrior Prince 3D thing, and we're going to have that all showing for you. So, yeah. Um, to which end, we need to start taking some initiative. Anybody from 20 to 30? No, of course there isn't. No way. No. Uh oh, 20 to 25. 21. 21. Hey. Hey. For our kasha! Hurrah! <laughs> okay, 15 to 20. 16. 16 or so. Dex mods. 2. <laughs> 2. <laughs> <laughs> Which, who would shoe size? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roll off, roll it up! Oh, yeah. Quick, fast, first roll! First Eleven. Four. <laughs> Eleven. Four. It's okay if it's not one like mine was today. So we're going uh, Kalex on 16. We're going Kaz on 15. 10 to 15. Uh oh. <laughs> Five to 10. Nine. <laughs> Six. Nine. Okay, Dex modifier, please. Uh, Possibly, if I can find it, plus one. You are going on initial count eight. Just chilling. <laughs> Just chilling. Uh, sorry, what were the other two? One. One? No, like I got a six, there's one left. Oh, sorry, six and just you, Borak. No, he's got, no, got 21. Who's left? Is it just you? Yes. Somebody lost the plot already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. You have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does that mean we did? Oh, hell no, you're all left in the DM. Yay! <laughs> there's a lot going on here, I had to read so much. <laughs> okay, so if that is everyone's initiative down, top of the round you hear the gunshots the movement everything outside as i've just described borag you are up first so obviously there's going to be a lot of learning during this yes. as <laughs> most of us here are used to 5e and most of us are used to things like that so as we get to things i will either stop you or jack's been cluing up on the rules as well and we're going to be stopping each other we're going no we're doing it wrong fix it what would you like to do um I would like to get my gun off my back, so almost swing it round, lock and yeah. load. So you have a base attack bonus of plus one, so you can do that as part of a uh, movement action, actually. Yeah. So you can do that while you're moving if yeah. you want to. So as I'm making my way straight to the door, uh, as a soldier, I would leap into battle straight away. Gun, ready, locked and loaded. Well, I'm going to stop you at the door. Okay. Because when you get to the door, the door, I'm, I'm afraid, has to be activated, and it will be your action to activate the door. 
So that would be, uh, if you want to get through it, be your movement, and you can take it out, and then you would have to, which would open the door for everybody. Mm -hmm. Then you only have a swift action left. Yeah, I'll open the door. Cool. Uh, do you stay to one side, or do you stay right in front of it? Uh, I get through the door as... Yeah, five foot more movement. ...to see what is going right, on. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Ooh, 30 would put you in the door unless you've got more movement than 30. No. No, you were going to be in the doorway then, I'm afraid. Cool. So... Scoot a little to the right. You can scoot a little to the right, put you in that one. He's, like, stood, like, by a chair. Almost kind of, like, poking through is not to alert anything that's Give me there. a perception check. Oh, you do free one of those. Uh, perception nine. Nine. <laughs> nice door. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> In all fairness, though, nine's not bad, and you are a trained okay. soldier, so I think you would see definitely that um, what you're seeing is um, some laser bolts, and they are definitely lasers. Yeah. Pew, pew. The gunfire that you hear, there are two turrets, two like sentry guns that are at the top of these two pillars, and they are. Laying down almost like a covering fire as people have started running off into other rooms and other directions. Uh, the room outside you've seen before is a big open foyer where there's like a topiary to one side. There's like a, a one of those like bougie businesses that has like a, a mezzanine that has like loads of computers on it in their foyer, which is like so showy offy, it's unreal. Uh, the skittermander that you uh, were introduced in is like behind the desk. They don't have to duck too much because they're like two and a half foot tall. And she's like, oh god, they're gonna kill us all! Um, <laughs> but that would be uh, character, character. <laughs> but that would be what you see um, what I should point out obviously uh, for a lot of people coming from D&D &D, uh, Pathfinder and Starfinder has a diagonal room movement where you go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 yeah, yeah. I've got a way of dealing with that I'm going to use one of those <laughs> so movement rules. If you want to check diagonally just if you can get somewhere with that we'll work out how that works in a minute so uh, the end of your go uh, the defense turrets start laying down this like harassing fire and they need to make an attack roll. Rude. Rude. I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't know what happens with that, cool. but uh, that's the end of that one. However, as that happens, you see your first assailant. Mm -hmm. Do I? Yes. <laughs> There's no one here? No. Is there one here? There's yes. one here, yeah. That's the one I want! <laughs> they are gonna run. And we're gonna use this. So I can get to over here. Which should probably be in that box just there for 30. Uh, they can't do much else. Actually, what they will do is they are gonna take a pot shot at the skittermander behind the desk. Do you get partial cover? No! Boom! As they run forward, this human male. Uh, not that you guys can really see that person from there, but you just hear this. You die! No! <laughs> no! That's a nut one. It's a nut one. Critical. Right. That's <laughs> dead. Go <laughs> so, homebrew rules or rules as written. So, um, how would you guys like to deal with crits? There are two ways that we can do this. We can double the dice damage, or something that we normally do in our home games is we match the damage, add modifiers. Roll again. Yeah, that one. that's how we do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how we do it. Gives it more punch. Okay! So, <laughs> so, instead of having two chances of getting some damage, you might get a really bad roll. But if you get to max it all and then roll, you will always do mm. higher damage than you would if you just rolled normally. Mm. Is she so dead? Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, no, well, I'm just. Yeah. 
kid. Oh, get out of the county for me! Ah! <laughs> this poor woman. Oh. <laughs> you can't see her. Um, Still. And you just said, die! Um, next up, uh, they can't do anything else. I do need to mark off one of their ammos. Uh, oh, blurry. Blurry? Oh! The Yosoki over here, please. Could you move them 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 to here, please? This little Yosoki skitters up, and at the same time, they just like pistol out, just like just across the hallway, just like shooting everywhere. Um, they are going to lay down harrying fire. So they can see the door open, they see you there, so they're going to try and be AC 15. They don't, so it doesn't affect you. Cool. Zano. Almost calmly, really calmly, they uh, kind of sigh. It's an audible sigh from their mouth. Ah, we will make light work of whatever this abomination is. Uh, they will begin to attune in some way. You just watch as like there's like a dark shroud around them. Almost. You just feel like the gravity in the room gets a little bit heavier. Five, 10, 15, 20. They assess the room. I'm going to give them a perception check. Um, I can see two of them so far. They would call out into your heads. Coming in through the main entrance. And the main entrance is this, like, big, open, like, mm. lobby. That's all they can do right now. Calyx. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find how fast I can move. <laughs> uh, I think I can oh. move 20. 25. Yes. 25. So, I think I can just about... I'm not sure if I actually want to get out the door because uh, I'm a tiddly bit squishy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can I? Is there enough room to be beside the door and let other people get out around me, or is that going to just be so you're the other way? Around here, so I'm right there. Be like 5, 10, 15, 20. I'd say I'd give you 25 getting to here, but you'd be quite exposed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, on the inside of the door. Oh, it's just here where this vending machine is? Yeah. You'd still be somewhat in the way of the door if you were there. Yeah, Whoop. that's what I was thinking. My head. <laughs> <laughs> um, am I... From... How much movement has that been? 5, 10, 15, 20. So I could move five back. Um... I presume, but yeah. I... Or you, you could trade in your action for another movement. Yeah, no, I might do that. Okay, um, so I might then use the extra, the five I have remaining to get out the door, and then five, ten, fifteen. Oh, there's another one behind there. I didn't see him. That's Zano who's just come out of here. All oh, right. <laughs> I'm gonna get Pay attention, damn it! <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to join Zano behind a pillar. Yeah, absolutely. So you would go from so. there, 5, 10, 15, 20. You'd be just on the other side of it if you want. Yeah. Okay. You would definitely see coming out the other Yosoki on that side. And from here, you'd probably just get a line of sight so to I, see them shooting. So this one, and I can see that Yosoki. Yeah. So um, you've got a uh, movement action. You've traded your regular action for another movement. Yeah. You now only have a swift action left. <sighs> what are my swift actions? Um. I'm so sorry. You're fine. It's brand it's new game. New. Brand new uh, game. Like, um, like we haven't played Starfinder for years mm. together properly, and also we have new players to the system. 
Uh, as well, change drip and drop prone. So uh, those are my actions. Um, I assume if I drop prone, it makes me half cover or something. Oh, I don't know. Does that help? I'm going to look up that rule yeah. right now. Quick reference. Uh, drop into a prone position in your space is a swift action. Uh, you gain a plus four bonus to your armor class against ranged attacks. You take a minus four penalty to your armor class against melee attacks. Standing up from prone is a full move action. Unless you have it as a bonus action, which is some race things. Um, Kellex sort of squiggles out behind the pillar and like goes as flat to the ground as possible <laughs> just like slumps down in like a, a sort of pink mess <laughs> so you're going prone yeah like blamange rocking <laughs> <laughs> prone jack you find me prone marker in there please oh, okay anything else from you okay uh no that that'll be my my action <laughs> okay kaz umbra i'll look for those you look for the prone you think about your action sir i'm thinking about it um Let's have a look. Where am I? Right, okay. Yeah. There's no other windows in this room. No, it is completely sealed. Almost like it's a briefing room, mm. and they wouldn't want people from the outside looking in. Okay. Darren, have you never been to Dynatech in a truce before? <laughs> we just put a physical condition on you. Tough. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Uh, is there room on the other side of this door here? Uh, here? Mm. Uh, or not? Vorag is currently stood there. Okay. Um, I think I can only just get outside the door with 30 feet. So... Just before the door? Just before the door, okay. Um, I don't, I don't want to get in the way, so I'll just go sort of just here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'll just shout out friends of yours at all? Um, to the Shireen? No! Uh, they look like some form of terrorist or some kind. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Uh, pulls out his pistol and he's ready for his next turn. Okay. That's you. That is you, yeah? Perfect. So, next up. <laughs> <laughs> From there, who can they see? They're going to be 5, 10, 15, 25. But from there, you gain the plus 4 to your armor class. Ooh. Remember that. If you actually mark the prone condition on your uh, character under conditions, it will boost that so you've got it there ready to see. Oh, so, they are going to make an attack roll against you. Who is prone with the plus 4 to your KFC? KFC? KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Once like KFC! I'm a vegetarian! Space KFC! Yeah. I'm just going to remember it's for like chicken. <laughs> okay. 13 against your KFC. 17 with the plus 4. Oh. Oh. Misses it. This bolt goes over the top Space of you. Um, <laughs> just, just the little, the little frills on the back just sort of like tuck in even tighter. Oh. Oh. So when you see them for the first time this, this close-up, you see that they are uh, somewhat ragtag. They are wearing, they're not wearing, like, good clothes. They're all, like, ripped apart and oily and greasy. The Yosoki has, like, half of a mechanical face, and then they have, like, a metallic hand. The Lashunta, their uh, antennae, they usually have these, like, really nice antennae have been ripped off, 
and in place of these tiny two little metal discs and they also seem to have, be like heavily scarred and also wearing like horrible looking not well looked after clothing um but they can't do anything else uh so next up you just hear this as this dwarf carries on running 5 10 15 20 25 5 10 15 20 25 uh-uh. then they see you guys and be like it's almost like they were like have you ever seen a rugby player and they're like just eyes on the prize and they're like he's doing that through the building um he sees you acknowledges you but doesn't seem to be stopping to shoot at you he is full ball running that is as far as he can go then tj hi hi you are not this is exciting isn't it um can i get would i i've got 30 feet of movement is that enough to get me out and behind the pillar 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, it'll get you to just here, this side of Xano. Yeah, let's do that. Um. You would you would see that dwarf. Okay. As you run out. Have I got have I got a line of Am I not am I gonna hurt anyone else if I try and shoot him? No, I'm not gonna have you like unless like something catastrophic goes wrong, like you try to drop something on them. Okay. I'm not gonna have you like hurting your own people. It's just a bit too brutal. Sure. Okay. Um, Can I interest any of you in a race of faces at all? Yes. Uh, I'm okay, thank you. Sure, let's you do missed. it. No, I didn't. Well, one of them dropped. Sorry, I was too busy eating. <laughs> I was totally paying attention to my players. What's going on there? I want to try and shoot him with my pistol. Yeah? Oh, and yeah. Like, like, flip back the uh, the jacket, pull out a laser <laughs> pistol, <laughs> aim, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and try and grab him. Sixteen. Ooh. Sixteen. <laughs> EAC or KAC? Is it an energy Ooh, weapon or a? Know. Let me check. Is it a laser pistol? Laser pistol asthma. It is. It is against EAC. So, for those of you who maybe haven't played the support or anybody at home, there are two ACs in Starfinder: KAC and EAC. KAC is kinetic, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Those kind of damages, melee stuff like that. EAC is energy, so laser weapons or. Uh, magic attack like spells like fire and acid and stuff like that so uh that hits yay roll some damage three (laughs) three points of damage is not too shabby at level one so (laughs) (laughs) and i think he says that as he goes (laughs) (laughs) okay anything else um my chair is sinking. This is a novel experience. <laughs> it's gone, I'm, I'm gonna go prone. I think this is a new experience for TJ, and so he's just gonna be like, "Great stuff," and that's gonna be his turn. <laughs> <laughs> Skull can show. On deck. Mm. On deck. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um... You're probably the furthest back in the room that anybody was. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm going to assume that I can see these two 
hiding behind the pillar from my position in the room. You can, oh, actually that one's in line with this pillar as you are, it's on the same segment so you no, can't the two, see them. the R2. Uh, I would say you can just about see them, yes. So, based on the fact that I'm assuming things, I'm also going to assume that there's someone to the right if I were to leave the room because they're hiding on this side of the pillar. That's an assumption. Let me perception check. Sounds wise. Yeah. Mm. Making a judgment call. Finding where everything is is going to be so good. Well, it's yeah, it's like finding a new system and a new kind of like mm. bit of software, isn't it? So, 19, but what are these tiny numbers here? I don't know how many rent you put in there. Yeah. So, 19. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah you are well adversed in like people's movements and stuff, and I think that you absolutely wouldn't know, especially with like uh, Squeaks and making the shot that they did, and Zano letting you know, like saying, yes, they are coming in fast, they seem to be attacking the building. Um, and yeah, you would get the sense that they are right there. So, I'm going to go as far as I can, assuming there's an obstacle of a table in the way. Um, I mean, you can go over it. If you want to give me an athletics check, just jump yeah, over it. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, get up, run over the table. Yeah. Mm. Nineteen. Not yeah, easily. We see like the the star system that's floating in there just almost like breaks apart into pixels. The skeleton just like dives onto the table, like launches herself across it, jumps up the other side. And Thirty foot of movement will put you just outside of the door. Okay. You can't currently see this individual, but you can definitely see the Lashunta. You can't see the Yasoki, and you can probably just make out that there's somebody running on the other side of the pillar. I will probably be like, you know, maybe jump off the table, tuck a roll, and then go straight to my right. Okay, Not cool. Yeah? Right. So you're going to turn like straight. Are you going to go for a second movement? Or are you just going to get to that point and. Can I ready my weapon? Yes, you can. So I'll literally like superhero get my gun, point it. <laughs> cool. So you take out the. Uh, are you a pistol? Yes. Okay. So you take the pistol out and you like ready it, like looking towards like the front of the building. Um, so readied actions. When you take your ready action, whenever you take that, and it's your choice to trigger it before the end of your next uh, start of your next go, you actually move to that initiative order from that point. Same with like, Ooh. yeah, it's. Yeah, it's interesting. So like when you hold an action, yeah. Yeah. when you release it, whenever you release it, that then becomes your turn and initiative. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can either delay, which allows you to completely hold everything off until a certain point where you go, now I'm going to jump in and take my action. Mm -hmm. Or you can hold an action and then it's triggered, but when it's triggered, then it becomes your new initiative. Okay. So just so you're aware of the mechanics on that one. But yeah, you can absolutely hold an action until you see somebody that you're going to attack. Mm. Perfect. The action is held. It's a good way of moving up the initiative order. Because, at the top of the round, in the start of a new trap, um, <laughs> for Cool. Can I get through the door? Of course you can! Cool. I get through the door. Five, ten, Crushing. fifteen next to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would like to be going? I would probably be going towards the right, just so I could get a clearer view. Fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Thirty would put you here, yep. and it's like, as you come around the corner, this like, massive best, this human's like, ah! And just like stops for a second. You've got this like massive rifle. So yeah. badass. Yeah. <laughs> as That's soon as I've gone gun. there, as I've swung around the corner, before he's realised I'm there, I've locked, I've loaded, my gun's <laughs> ready to go. As I, Come on, I was going to say, let off the Do it! <laughs> let loose. Uh, do, do, do. So that would be 14. 
THC or KAC? It would be kinetic. Hit. Whee! Roll some damage. Hit him. Six. Oh. Six points of damage. Okay, it takes his head like heavy round. Bastard! And then just like points his gun towards you. Anything else from yourself? Um, yeah, I'm going to. Can I try and intimidate? Uh, of course you can. So as I as I, as I've just let it uh, let off the rifle, and is it still smoking? I was like, do you really want to try this? Do you really want to come against us? You can make me a bluff or an intimidate check, and I... Let me just check what's high. <laughs> <laughs> I will be rolling a sense motive cool. against you. Cool. It's good on my end. Yeah, yeah, nine. <laughs> 18 on the dice. Uh, no, I'm not going to tell you the modifiers. So, uh, it's like, <laughs> corporate pig! Just, like, screams at you. Um, anything else from yourself, Vorak? Nope, that's it. The defense turrets. <laughs> Start laying down harassing fire again. Okay. Oh, gosh. Every one of your next attacks has a plus two. As long as you make it before the start of uh, initiative count 20 on the next round. This is called harrying fire. So they are harassing fire. They are laying down enough... Um, Fire. It's almost like a covering fire, so that um, it affects the ACs of uh, characters as and when it does it. Something you can also do as part of your actions if you want to help a player out. You can be like, I'm just going to lay down some uh, covering fire, and you get to do it against AC 15 flat. And if you pass that, um, they get a minus two. No, sorry, you get a plus two to your attack roll that's next, before the start of the next go. Um, so, that's the end of that one. However, the human... <laughs> Just like points it directly at you, <gasps> and it's just gonna take the shot. Cool. What a knob. So three on the dice. <laughs> <laughs> what a knob. So much to see. You're a knob! And just shoot. <laughs> it's only a seven. Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> they look panicked. I need to make a roll for this. Yeah, cool. Uh, five, ten, fifteen. 20. 25 to leave your threatened area if you'd like to make an attack of opportunity. I would. It has to be an unarmed attack. That's fine. But you are a Vesk! I am. That's going to hurt you. Yeah. And a Vesk is never unarmed. Nope. So, so as he goes past, I you just see my claws come out as I try and scratch him oh. all the way past, going for the jugular. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, 11 is a miss, I'm afraid. Oh. And as you do that, like, he manages to just duck under. He's like, yeah, fuck you! And then carries on running and gets up to around here, uh, following the dwarf. Next up is going to be the Yosoki, who, five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, that's supposed to be on, and I just left it out. Oh. Um, you'll get lights another time. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Woo! Oh, yeah, that's a good line. Uh, they are going to, so, They've moved, oh, so they no. can't make a full action to attack. Sheep. So just like you can transfer your movement for, uh, sorry, action for a movement, you can also get rid of a movement for two attacks. However, you are a penalty if you do so. But they can't do that because they've moved, so they're going to take their pistol, they just aim it towards, um, it'll be Zano, because they're the tallest standing person before, because I think you're on the other side of them, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So. I hate him. That is a definite hit. I'd like to, to double check their AC, actually. <laughs> double check! What kind of melees are you shooting at three foot things? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a miss. Only that is a 23 EAC, mm. oh. and they miss. 
shoulder past the shot and they're like ah, fucking vermin and then you just like hear that in your mind uh that is all that the yasoki can do i'm just checking the time that's rich coming from the right <laughs> <laughs> zano's go <laughs> See, they're not carrying weapons, so this will be interesting. I get the feeling they don't need weapons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is. Mind. It is their second go, and you watch as this like it's almost like gravity is being pulled towards them, and oh. you just feel around them this like sense of like, moving towards them oh. uh, as they take their second round out of three to attune to the graviton mysteries of the universe. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> Becoming a black hole. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh. it a Interest. <laughs> but actually, what they do is they look at the dwarf, they look at the human as they come around the pillar, but they're angry. And they're like, you deal with the dwarf. The Yosoki's mine. Because <laughs> um, they're pissed off. And they're going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and they move into melee. But that's all the Xano can do this turn. So, Calix, you are prone on the ground. There is a dwarf. <laughs> like, the dwarf for you is in a set of green overalls, but they are shredded. The <laughs> left... Look at the minute. The left arm is <laughs> completely augmented. It is a robotic arm. You also see through both of the ripped trousers on these overalls, two robotic legs. The right arm is completely covered. Uh, they have like metal like plating coming up their neck and uh, it looks like a heavy scar across one eye. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> not entirely sorry about this. Um, I am going to use uh, one of the decimal um, feats, which is called Twinkle. Yeah, let's go for it. Read it out to us so we know what this bet uh, is. <laughs> it's so uh, once per day, as a movement action, a decimal can teleport 40 feet. The decimal can't bring another creature along, um, and if a solid body occupies the arrival point, the ability fails. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna, like, this is this is a bit more than Calix is for. He, he's a desk boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's very much a desk boy. <laughs> he was made for mapping, not for terrorists. <laughs> Um, he's gonna sort of get out like some silk uh, and, and it starts making like a little cat's cradle and it's um, this sort of beautiful like little intricate uh, knots. He's been doing this the whole time like <laughs> but between his little three fingers uh, and I'm gonna 48 feet uh, uh, and it, uh, up to the platform above. Up to the platform above? Yep. Absolutely. And that will take and you out prone if you want to be stood up. That that will, yes. I would like to now be stood up. Yep. Um, Quite easily done, Kalix. And, yeah, I... Uh... Is that an action or a bonus action, or is that classical <coughs> movement action? Um, do you know what? It doesn't say. It literally... Uh, I would say that's probably your action. An ability otherwise functions as a dimension door spell. It'll be an action. So nice. it's an action. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
I'm probably going to, once again, as a swift action, blamange myself down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the ring back on! <laughs> okay, let's go to prone. Yes. Okay. Let's grab the next person up. Kaz. I'm so sorry. He watches like no, it's fine. I don't, I don't like, have any weapons. I'm feeling that you're so cute, and just starts just not even running. They don't even care about the gunfire. They are just like compound eyes are just fixed on this Yosoki, and they. I mean, give me a sense motive check. Sure. Alrighty. Uh, get some skills. That is fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, they're gonna murder them. Yeah. The, the intent walk is something that I think you would know, mm. and it's just like, fucking hell, sh- they are pissed. Okay. Um, they are taking no shit. Okay. Um, can I? Can I get into melee range with the this person here? The human over here. Yeah, that's um. Skelton Shaw. I'm just there. Yeah. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. No. Okay. 30, however, what I will say is because you were here, yeah, was sort of here. Where's my ruler gone? Whatever you're... I'm not gonna stop doing this voice now. <laughs> however, the 30 foot re- re- in the diagonal says that you would. Okay. So I'm gonna go with that. You are in melee! Alrighty. Um, you say you can trade an action for a move? Uh, yes, so uh, you've taken a move action now, so you now only have an action or a bonus, a swift action left, which is basically a bonus action, but you can trade your action in for a movement if you so choose. Right. So if that's... St- have you got a base attack bonus? Well, I've plus got one? something I want to use that takes up as a move action, so could I have used my action as a move? Yeah. And then use my move action to do this thing? Yeah, read it out. Okay. Um, let me just get it up so I can explain it. Um, so I get into um, close up to this guy and I sort of extend my hand um, and you, if anyone's seeing me at the time you can see like my arm starts to kind of pull apart from itself oh. into sort of like it's very atoms and then it reforms into a longer shape uh, and out comes a sword uh, and I will then attack this person with that sword. That's so cozy. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. mo- your action was to move. Excellent. That's very true, yeah. And then you've done a movement action okay. to withdraw the sword. Yes. So you just kind so of like brandish the sword. Yeah. yeah, cool. I'm ready. Perfect. Yes. Uh, so you are ready to go. Uh, you're holding an action, by the way. I realise that you haven't um, shot off yet. Um, you would have seen this guy run past if you wanted to jump in, or you can wait till the end of the round when it's your go. No one has attacked me, and I'm questioning that you don't think any of us can actually get attacked properly for receptionist lady, so <laughs> I'm not going to attack until attacked. Awesome. Um... Just because I'm going to be that guy, if I struggle to hear you, the mics are going to struggle to hear you. <laughs> Just so we can... Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to attack because you haven't seen anybody attack you, basically. Oh, great, really. Cool. Uh, happy days. To which end, then? Um, I'll wait till you'll go, then. Uh, the Shunter. <laughs> <laughs> no one's wounded us, is what you mean. Yes! No one's wounded us. Yes. The Lashunta can see Zano. Uh, they're like, No! They're going to make an attack. Still misses. As it just... It's almost like the gravity around Zano just, like, veers the um, projectile away from her and just, like, smashes into one of the walls and one of the signs behind, cracking one of them slightly. Um, They will move again. 5, 10, 15, 
they will stay just there. Yeah, because then they're covered. Uh, this dwarf. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. He runs. Oh, so twenty-five for a dwarf. No, the, this guy doesn't move or shoot. 25. Ooh. Starts moving towards the back of the room. Again, just straight up, football style, rugby style, just running to the back of the room. You know that these would be elevators yes. that lead to somewhere else in the building, usually up. So, yeah, uh, that's his go. TJ Squickerson. This changes some things. Me old bones. <laughs> Let's get close enough to him. And to be honest, his little hamster ears did prick up at the corporate pig comment, and that's kind of irritated. Uh, How dare you? Um, I'm going to try and run before I can walk, and I'm going to try a trick attack on the human. Okay. Um, So I believe I have to make a bluff check. Is it first? Two seconds. What? I, I thought you were uh, an envoy. Oh. Trick attack. It's part of my briefcase. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Um, my apologies. Yes, it is. Because I'm like, that's a homebrew thing. Yeah. Anyway, I've re- revealed class. Um, yeah, so you need to make a, uh, a bluff, a diplomacy, or um, a... Intimidate, you, you can almost choose whatever you want it okay. to be, RP that, and then I make a sense motive against you. Sure. Um, nope, I make it against the sea of a creature. I'm talking bullshit. I know what I'm doing, I swear. Um, <laughs> so you choose which one you want to do. I'm going to go for bluff. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to point... Um, out towards the distance. I mean, I'm going to... It's not high, DC. Just to try and keep him... <laughs> looking away um, and go, what's that over there? Is it communism, I spy? Um, (laughs) (laughs) He is flat-footed. He has a minus two to his AC. Okay. Uh, So roll bluff check on that one, yes? Uh, Yep. Yep. It's a 12. It beats it. The the CR is really low. Okay. Um, And then I want to try and move behind him while he's looking away from me. This is the dwarf, yeah? Uh, no, the, the human. human. Oh, this guy? Yeah, this guy. Oh, sorry. He's on the other side of the pillar. You can't see him oh, at the I moment. Oh, I can't see him at the moment. Okay. In that case, well, I'll, I'll look at Dwarfy Boy then, because yeah. he is in my line of sight. So, yeah. Um, how close can I get to him with my... You're 30 foot, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a ruler here, haven't I? I mean, realistically, that's like... There. No, but trick attack will apply to small arms, which is your pistol as well. Pew pew. pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go for a pew. Yep, cool. So uh, they have a minus two to their AC because okay. of the flat-footed condition. Nice. So it becomes even easier to hit. Don't roll one. Yay! <laughs> Definitely hits. <laughs> Sorry. Four! Trick attack, you also get a D4, I believe it is, at level one extra. It's basically sneak attack for a row. Six! Six points of damage! Nice going, man. Okay. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. 
this shot goes into him, almost takes a knee, he's like, yeah, fuck you, um, points the gun back towards you. You fucking captain over there. Um, to the bone, son. Did you hear that? He called you a pig again. Oh, I know. Hey, the pupils go tiny. Why? Oh, you <laughs> You've seen that. <laughs> I would have seen it. Doesn't mean I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you have a plan. Hmm. Chair. I yes. haven't worked. Give up the chair. <laughs> <laughs> two attacks or not? Uh, you can do two attacks, but you take them at a minus four penalty for each one. Like minus four to hit it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we need that right now. <laughs> Get the barrels. Volume. <laughs> My apologies, but I cannot hear you. Internal musings. Oh. Stop rolling your tiny dice. <laughs> 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 James has got the tiniest dice in the world. What on earth? He could be rolling anything and we would never know. Right? <laughs> so it doesn't even. What do you think, Skelkin? It's like a hat. I'm thinking. I can't get far enough to do anything. You can move and shoot. Pew pew. Who, do you, who are you trying to <laughs> Well, I think. The elevator dwarf mm. is probably the, target. the mm. top of the list. Okay. But I'm also wanting to know what's going on in this corner because something's going on and I don't know what it is. Mm. I think I'm going to have to try and sneak around the pillar. Yeah? So you want to like sneak around here, yeah? Yes. Okay, so it'd be like 5, 10, 15, about 20 foot to get to here. Are you trying to do that stealthily? That stealthily, yes. Stealth check, please. Roll it. I'm going to give you a circumstance bonus to this, so I'm going to like adjust the modifier because they are currently engaged in combat. Oh, oh. Oh, it's good. 25. What a 25. Get you. Wait, check for me because I can't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Damn! That's a pretty high roll. So, you think you are absolutely fine and that you just so quietly move behind this pillar. What would you like to do? Put my gun in his face. So you turn around, you come around the pillar. They are surprised, so I will make them flat footed, so it's a minus two to their AC. And what are you doing? You're going to shoot him? I'm going to say, why are you here? And then I'm going to aim for the nose. Oh. Are you going to take the shot? <coughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll call this non-lethal damage, uh, but you still make the shot. Um, give me an intimidate check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for podcast listeners who maybe didn't hear that, that was a... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. This is happening. And for those of you who don't know who Emily is, 
Emily for our home games is our resident Nat One roller, and it seems that that is carrying on yeah. today. Um, I mean, what's the total? It could be a really easy DC. Three. Three. No, you fucked it. Um, <laughs> they just look at you and they're like, to kill fucks like you! And point their gun towards you. That was a um, good job. I said I was going to shoot him, mate, because that's rude. Take the shot. I'm going in. <laughs> if you use meat one, one. Instead, instead, I get a six. Could be all right. Um, no, probably not. Come on. It's an eight. Eight, I'm afraid, is a miss. Is that Casey or ESC bow? I don't know. Uh, what's the weapon? Sub-zero pistol. Energy, because it's a cryo weapon. Okay. Uh, they just like scream at you and you shoot. And because you're like trying to aim originally at their knees, they kind of just like have to twist slightly and it just like into the floor. It's just like cold energy kind of like just disperses across this smooth white floor. That is the end of the round. And we move to round three. What is the use of stealth if I can't shoot? <laughs> <laughs> the trick is they to say pew. How much was it in total? Eight. Eight. Did we also have a plus two from the... We did. Yeah. yeah. For the next attack on it, that makes it a 12. Their EAC <gasps> is 10. Yeah. You gotta keep me in check, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta remember, maybe remember these things. Well, level one, then. Remember. No, fuck you, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> shoot her, kill her! To him, but you know, I'm gonna get his knees. Damn it! You should be an adventurer like you. <laughs> 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 um. Oh, we're picking a dice. And the legacy continues. That is one whole knee damage. <laughs> one knee damage. <laughs> it's sort of like, that's the cold. It's like, ow! Damage, <laughs> My knee gets really bad in the cold. <laughs> that's some uh, knee arthritis right there. Yeah, joint problems for years. I could charge for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need some vitamin C over here. <laughs> Borag, it is your go. Um, as he's run past me, as the rage kind of fills me that I've missed, I'm going to turn on the spot and go up behind him and say, you don't turn your back on Borag as he puts the <laughs> pistol to his head. <gasps> okay, so a ranged attack at melee will trigger an attack of opportunity from them. Mm -hmm. So this is another rule that's slightly different from 5e. Yep. It's uh, opportunity attacks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to quickly do that one first. Triggers first. They... She's like, they, like you, you were too quick. And they go to like elbow back, mm -hmm. completely miss her. You're just like, the gun's already there. And they just like, almost like hit your arm, but it's too strong. Mm -hmm. And you're like, <laughs> um, you can take the shot. And I believe shooting at melee is a... Disadvantage. No, because there's no disadvantage. But I think um, it is a minus four to the attack roll. Cool. Uh, just reading the coup de Okay, so a coup de gras, if you want to try that, mm -hmm. you have to be uh, 20 plus their KAC. Oh. Okay, maybe not then. I, yeah, I probably wouldn't suffer. <laughs> yeah, unless yeah, you yeah. can hit 32. That's a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, like coup de gras are like... Can I roll a D100? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, no. <laughs> don't ask, don't get. They're very true. <laughs> oh. You would have lost that. Tiny little. Where'd it go? I'm the inside. Roll a bigger dice. <laughs> it's gone to a different dimension. 
Yeah, I'm rolling bigger dice. <laughs> <laughs> can't even read it! No, I can't. It's so small, you can't read it. Teeny tiny uh, Nine. So no. Plus uh, nine, including all of your modifiers, yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's as like their elbow comes up, you take the shot, and it's just like their head kind of like ducks round. It's like, hey, I'll turn my back on anyone I think is a fucking scumbag. Um, so Anything else? Spicy. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> they are too close to the pillar. They are outside of what would be the cone. The defense turrets do not go off um, because there are no targets there. To which end, the human, you know, with several targets around. Ooh, this is a problem for them because there's two of you oh, badasses yeah. right there. Um, they turn to oh. face Vorag. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you do here. You're all dead. Um, they pull a grenade from their um, waist belt <laughs> and drop it on the floor. Um, oh, shit. This intersection is this corner just here. I need to be an AC of five. Doesn't that 20, but it doesn't matter because it's an explosive weapon. So uh, everybody needs to make me a deck saving throw that's within five feet of that weapon. Well, 15 feet of that weapon, sorry. Uh, one turn. You are behind a pillar, you're fine. So you get, uh, actually, no, you're partial. Partial can we get plus four to this. What do I need? Tell me what you got. Yeah. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a reflex save, yeah? Yes, sorry, it's a reflex saving star finder, not a dexterity saving throw. Still tough. 12? 9. Do you add anything to it? Do Reflex I, save. Not that I need to, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it. What do I do? Uh, go on to quit. But you said plus 4. You get plus 4 because of your cover. So 28. 28! You just see the grenade drop, hit the ground, you're like, shit! As then it's just... Boosh! You guys are going to take... Four points of piercing damage what? as this frag grenade <laughs> goes off. You manage to like cover some of it, and your armor takes a lot of it, but you take four points of piercing damage. And that'll come off your stamina first. So, uh, as for uh, damage and hit points in this game, you have stamina points, you then have hit points and resolve points. You take them from the stamina first, you then take them from the hit points, and we'll talk about resolve points when we get to them. Um, so, so is he dust as well? Oh, yeah, actually, he's going to make a deck save. Ha-ha, <laughs> nat one. He also takes oh, the four stomach. points. Yeah, okay. It's pretty banged pretty up, and you can see, like, now that, like, the grenade's gone off, their legs, metallic. They are augmented in some way. Um, and they're like, and you can see, like, sparks coming out of their legs, like, as they try and sort of limp away. Five attacks of opportunity, if you yeah, so like them. I'm doing it. It has to be a melee weapon. Oh, I've got a long tail out. Perfect. That's why it took me so long. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a 19. Ooh. Hit. 10. Hit. <gasps> oh. Five points of damage? Yep. Uh, 10 points. How'd you oh. kill him? Uh, I think as he goes to run away, um, I'll just kind of reverse grip and just stab him in the chest. That's enough out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so chill. And I'll fling my sword around and just, yeah. And they just... Bye, friend. It's almost like it comes through. And there is definitive blood and ichor on the sword as it slops over their mouth. As they start to like draw and they just slide off the front of your sword and just... Heavier than you'd expect them to be. 
when they land. Um, we're going to get to the end of the round. We're going to take a break. So, uh, the Ashoki, as Zano approaches, Zano <laughs> uh, gets in their space. They try and take two shots. They are at minus four. And I think it's minus four again stacked up because they are in melee range as well because they are taking two shots. So this is minus eight to the roll. <laughs> nope. They're just like... <laughs> as they just shoot up. Zano. Uh, Third round. Fully attuned to the Graviton Mysteries of the Universe. They are Solarian. These are like not Jedi. Um, <laughs> I thought Solarian when you first said it. No, it's... Uh, yeah. When you are fully gravitoned, uh, graviton attuned as a standard action, you can create areas of cosmic energy that make it difficult to maneuver. When you use this ability, you create three ten-foot radius bursts. That's not the one I was after. Up with my uh, decisions as to where I am. Where is it? That. I don't know. Is it probably the same? Ah, sorry. Um, I await announcement. Uh, you can add supernatural force to your proclamations when you succeed at intimidate check to demoralize a creature as a standard action. While you are attuned or fully attuned, you can choose to deal one d ten solid damage to the creature and push the creature five feet away from you. So they. Just the gravity bits from there, like die. Um, yeah, they're gonna deal a d10 worth of damage at least. Uh, does it go up at further levels? 2d10 at 10th level. Get him. And they just their head just almost like somebody's like crushed it against the wall, Oof. but there's no hand there. And Sano just stares at them, his blood just splats up. Um, well, that's 19 points of damage out, right? And then she turns to the dwarf. And where do you think you're going? Five, ten, fifteen. I didn't need us here. Twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> you were here by chance. Um, that's all they can do. Uh, next up in the initiative is Calix. Uh, I have tactically fucked up because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, most of my spells are only 25 feet, uh, so um, I'm just going to start making my way down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. That's, um, 25 foot, yeah? Because, yeah, I, I originally had ideas for the for when they were down in this corner and obviously did not really pre-think that they were going to... It's know, your movement action to stand up from prone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trade your action to go 25 foot? Yeah. You're there. Cool. <laughs> you, you were already standing up from when you Yeah. No, she, she went back. Uh, oh, go oh, back down sorry. again, because I just okay. don't. I, I return to Gelatin. Kazumbra! So. Unless there's anything else you can do as a swift action. <laughs> I'm not doing nope. Uh, Kazumbra, you're up. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, this one's to be useful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to get up to the other side of this pen. Can I do that from my 5, my 10, 15, 20, 20, 30 would take you to here or to here. Mm. Or actually, let's use the wall and just double check mm. when we're moving in diagonals. Yeah. So okay. if you wanted 30, you'd get to here. Could, mm, could I sort of peek around and shoot this Lushanta? You would have to be okay. in line of sight. I will move in, in sight of the Lushanta. Yeah. So to there? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of draw my pistol out and. Yeah, cool. Um, your sword is two-handed, isn't it, or is it one-handed? Uh, it doesn't matter because I have a light weapon mount. Yes, you do indeed, um, which is absolutely fine, um, which means that your swift action to take out the weapon. Yeah, it's fine. Take the shot. Cool. Uh, I will roll. Oh. So six. I 
it's KAC. It's a miss, I'm afraid. Okay. And it's like you shoot, but yeah. it just it goes wide. And um, yeah, unfortunately, that is a miss. Anything else from Kaz? Um, food, I've shot. Uh, no, that's me. I'm done. <laughs> the Lashunta, mm. who's like, again, you see these like missing antennas, but they are relatively beautiful. But again, they, they seem to be like hacked apart. There's like scars on their face, like all around, like, bless you, all around, like, here. It's not clean where they've been taken off. It is like almost like infected, but not like, you know. I mean, you can give me a medicine check if you want to know. Uh, yes, indeed. It's not bad. Uh, that is a 19. Uh, it's an augmentation, but it's been badly done. Mm. Um, so, Black market. Mm. seeing you, mm. ah, 5, 10, 15, 20, just running towards you, pistol out, they just take the shot. There's a 6, plus 4 for a 10 against your KAC. Uh, that misses. Misses. Yeah! They just seem angry. It would be too if that was my head. <laughs> the dwarf. Excuse me, do you have an alibi? <laughs> the dwarf just looks at this tall Shirin compared to them. Ah, ah, you're one of the fucking dogs. Um, they are just going to straight up. This metallic arm just rears back and you say, doo, 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 and they're just going to go straight in for a punch. You see this like built in glove almost? Um, yeah. Only a 17. She takes it. And just like holds the hand. Oh, like lifts it up slightly, but he's like really strong. He's like, ah, ah, ah. You should have come somewhere proper for a good augmentation. Um, I'm gonna give her an intimidate because that was a fucking uh, <laughs> not with the one she does, he's just angry. Uh, he can't do anything else because he yeah, I'm not going to get him to move. TJ, you're up. Oh, God. Well, now here's the thing. That guy, I think that things in that corner seem to be under control. <laughs> um, I am going to have five, ten, I can get to the receptionist, can't I? I was hoping something. <laughs> uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Yeah, you absolutely can. I want to get to the receptionist. Um... And I'm gonna open up my briefcase and bring out a first aid kit. Give me a medicine check. <laughs> can I use my profession because I am first aid trained? <laughs> yeah, absolutely you can. Fifteen. Her face is missing. She's dead. There's <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 gonna... like a note on like the side that says, "Make sure you pick up the kids tonight" or something like that. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna just, <laughs> just cross a line. <laughs> Laundry. <laughs> Cute <laughs> pictures with grandma. <laughs> I'm just going to take out a little plaster and just kind of <laughs> stick it on and it just says Dynatech Cares. <laughs> towel. Yeah, a, a, a roll of blue yeah. towel. Speaking of Dynatech Industries, as we're moving towards the last person in the round, we have a merch line, by the way. Oh! Oh! So now... The first line of merch is out on uh, DragonBallIndustries.com and it's the Dynatech Industry hey. t-shirts. There's a Starfinder Campaign 1 mug and 
a clinical white Dynatech Industries hoodie for all you medical professionals out there. Mm. Scalp Couture, it is your go. Wow. <laughs> Don't quite know what to do with that. <laughs> this lass has got no legs. <laughs> she quite did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I've just seen what you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um... She's gonna be all right! <laughs> I used the blue towel! <laughs> this uh, is tax deductible, right? <laughs> so I've only got 20 foot range on new weapon. Okay, you can shoot past that, but for every increment that you're past it, you take a minus two to the shot. Right. Could I have done that with spells? Yeah. Uh, no, I think the spells are a thing. We'll have to look into that. Okay. So can I, like, step over the body? And... Yeah, yeah, no oh, problem. Uh, we're just going to say that's fine. So you're going to do this way, yeah? Um, yeah, because I want to get in the line of... Where to? The shunter head. Like, oh, you could, like, get, like, to here. Yeah, yeah. If you move to here, yeah. you would have partial cover and they would not. Yes. So the way that works is if you're closer to the cover than them, you get the cover. If it's nice. even, you both get it. If they're closer, they get it. So how are we doing with the ammo, by the way? Are we supposed to be counting? You absolutely are supposed to be counting every round. Uh, there is a thing in Hephaestos, the website we're using, where like you can just click it. Uh, I believe you've made two shots so far. Have you click not? what? Uh, if you click on the uh, weapon attack or if you click attack with it, um, it should take the ammo off automatically. You can also, if you haven't done that, you can just click on the thing and then it will come up with a um, like capacity, which yes. you can bring up or down. Right there. Someone's right, been so researching <laughs> the sheet. Uh, what, no, what should we be doing as we're going? Just click it off every time you fire it. Click what off? Uh, the capacity goes down by one. Or your usage for the thing at level one. It's so there's not up. a quick way to do it. You have to just. You've got to go into the guts. Yeah. No, you can actually do it if you. Um, so where it says plus six to attack, if you actually click that, it does an automatic roll for you on the website, and it will do it automatically that way because they're expecting people to play online. But obviously, we're using because it's a free tool, which is uh, for anybody watching. We're not sponsored by Heyfestos.com, um, and you can just click that. But then you can make the roll. Have normally. I shot twice, or did I just miss once because we didn't realise we had bonuses? Yes. Let's do that. Let's be fair. Let's take one. <laughs> okay. Which? I don't think we're going to get any sense out of them, so there's not really any use in talking. I don't really need any medicine or anything. Got blue roll for days. Oh. <laughs> you got to kill them. <laughs> I'm going to try. Get Yeah, I'm just going to try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Was that a one again? Yes. Emily! Let's get him out the way in the first episode, please. Thank you. I mean, oh I'm so glad we're not doing critical fumbles or anything like that, but damn, it's like. Do you, yeah, do you want a different dice? No. It doesn't matter what dice. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it doesn't matter, man! But he equally does me good. That's so, okay. it's not like you're going to miss, but they just like. They are so focused on Kaz, and then you step out, and they're like, <laughs> and they just, again, they tuck in, and the shot goes past them as they're just slightly quicker than you are. That is the end of the round, and guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to take about five minutes so we can all go to the toilet, get a drink, get refreshments. Uh, there's going to be a little about video page where you can see the minis. They're rich and printed out from Warrior Prince 3D, and you'll also see some stat blocks on there. Guys, we'll be back in about 
five or so minutes. 15. Please stick around. 15. Five, ten minutes. Two minutes. Go. See you soon, guys. Hey, how you doing? And if you're still around halfway through, thank you so much. It means so much to us that people have checked us out on YouTube, on Twitch, and here on a podcast form, which is something brand new to us. And, you know, we'll get through all the editing software and we'll work out what we're actually doing. But for now, we're just a load of headless chickens running around just trying to have a good time. But thank you so much. And if you do want to check out some of that merch, you can check it out on www.dragonbornindustries.com, along with a load of our other stuff. Also, why not check out our other platforms, twitch.tv forward slash Dragonborn Industries and YouTube forward slash Dragonborn Industries. Thank you so much, guys, and let's get back to part two. Professional. Oh, hi! Where We're are? back! Thank Hello. you so much, guys, for oh, sticking yeah. around. Hi. If you're still there, thank you so much. Uh, I quickly had a dive through. Chat, I'm going to burp again soon. Sorry, guys. Um, and then um, <laughs> thank you so much, everybody in chat and everybody who's come along so far. Um, I'm having a great time. I don't care if they are, but... <laughs> We are back into initiative at the top of a round. Let's see if I can get a TPK in session one. Vorag, you're up. Top of the round. You see uh, this just chaos in this... Uh, avium? No. Uh, atrium. Atrium. Uh, where there is just like... I mean, the ceilings are like 60 foot high and like all the workers are like fucked up the other rooms. Um, one, the human is down, the Yosoki's head has been crushed. Uh, Zano turns to the dwarf and has grabbed their arm, um, but you're up. Cool. I'm going to try shimmy my way to the right of the desk to try and get a clear shot. I mean, quite easily around there, also oh, there. Yeah, to there. <laughs> Come through! Before I just taps their way across the atrium. What's in there? <laughs> and then I am gonna start firing. With your massive, massive cannon. Uh, my massive cannon is 18. Do right. some damage. Just gone. Most of us don't have it above 10. <laughs> uh, 8, so I actually eight. rolled my maximum. Yeah? <laughs> How's it look when you shoot? Like, what's this gun? Like, what's like its properties? How's it look when so it shoots? It's essentially a hunting rifle, so it's very much a uh, kinetic weapon. So it's very much like a almost like an assault rifle. So as it fires, you see the flash through the muzzle, as you just see the bullet travel through, aiming hopefully for the head. Well, it hits. It kind of glances the head, though, unfortunately, mm -hmm. because it's not enough damage to kill them, but yeah. it is the first shot they've taken. Cool. And as it does so, you see sparks fly off their forehead as there's some kind of metal plate in there. Mm -hmm. um, the now ripped skin shows where these antennae on the Lashunta once were, but now it's like some kind of augmentation that's been put in there that's taken that away, but you're like, ah, ah, as they, like, grab onto it. Um, yeah, and they look... Um, hurt really hurt um anything else from you uh i would would it be a swift action for me to sort of reload uh reloading is a move action unless well, it says so in your actions list no are you down on ammo now are you no no i was just making sure just to make sure i like it shots. Uh, anything else from yourself no nobody is forward of the defense turrets that needs shooting so uh that can be shot uh the human is dead the Ahsoki is dead. Woo! Zano mm. is not tuned. <laughs> 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 you watch, it's like, now that this, like, 
wave of radiation of gravity has left their body, they start pulling in light towards themselves. As like just, it's almost like little start coming in. There's like a heat shimmer around them as they begin to attune to the photon gravitational attunement. So, um, but they will make an unarmed strike. You don't see. Um, yeah, everybody, give me a culture check. Uh, I've held this hand here for way too Seven. long. Seven? Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three! Thirteen. Thirteen. Seven. Seven! Seven. You, guys are, you guys are dreaming your own warrior, warrioristic ways, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't necessarily know how other people work, but you guys all know that Solarians, uh, the most of the ones that you see usually have a motor of energy that fly around them. You don't see this with Zano. But you actually have noticed that the uh, light or the gravity or the darkness attaches almost to them like armour. You would imagine this is part of their Solarian power. Uh, one of two choices that they would have made. Uh, but that is going to be that one. Uh, they are going to make an unarmed strike, however, against this dwarf. One hand, hand is grabbed. <laughs> Been a while since I've done that. Uh, and the other one just... Straight yes, into their funny. face, um, and they don't look muscly, but there is a level of force to this. Crunch. <laughs> Straight through, Clue. like a kebab. <laughs> so, I'm gonna point out something here. Oh god! I rolled a two. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Plus twenty-two to attack. Jesus Christ! <laughs> don't piss this person off. Yeah. Friend for life. Yeah. Uh, not only is that a hit, that is so far past their AC, it is a crit. Damn. Um, Unarmed strike in the face. They also get to add... <laughs> Insult to injury. Yeah. Oh, they really do. Uh, I actually need to grab another dice here. I bet here. he doesn't like get food, one of your band-aids. No. no. <laughs> uh, so no. they have um, <laughs> a feat called uh, Improved Unarmed Strike. Okay. Uh, which they, I took when I built this character up, uh, which gives them basically 2d6 plus their strength modifier of five, then all of their NPC erased have made it like a plus 22. Um, so you guys are aware of like future levels. They are a level 10 built character. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see what kind of like numbers you're looking at as we get to the future. Uh, it's 2d6 plus five. I mean that... Uh, yeah. 16? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 16 points of damage. Yeah. Um, what, it's almost like the uh, photon uh, around her hand just boosh into his face and he just you seem as a sock puppet close <laughs> uh, enough the, this part of the face caves in oh. and this side which has got metal coming up to here just kind of crunches and snaps almost it's like, and it creaks rather than snaps uh, and they just slump really heavily to the ground the night <laughs> <laughs> Does he look, they, do they look angry, Zano? Give me a sense motive check. I don't know what that is. It's actually insight. Oh, it is on there. Um, Plus five, so 23. They look pissed. (laughs) They look so angry. Juicy, Zano. It's almost overkill that they are just like... From this specific thing, it there's history here. Not necessarily history with that kind of sense motive, but what you get is a sense of arrogance 
that this is our fucking home. Mm. How dare. Yeah, it's it's almost a how dare you. I feel like you'd be like that if oh, they yes. wanted to your building. They're having none of this. <laughs> As the dwarf crumbles to the ground, they spit on the corpse. <laughs> they just literally <laughs> down towards them and then we'll just start 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Oh, you've got this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Moves up to the Lashunta. Doesn't even say anything. Uh, the Lashunta is like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> they are quite scared now. Um, Cash. Uh, no, Caleb, you're up. Well, I, re- I mean, <laughs> things seem to be fairly you sorted down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I- give me a perception check. Okay. Do you know what? Yeah, I might just, you know, have a look up. <laughs> <laughs> and just while you're there, give me a perception well, check. Well, I'm up here. Because I mean, they, right they left their workstations in a hurry. Uh, plus eight, so twenty-one. Uh, okay, so um, this console here has a cred stick on it. Ooh. <laughs> there is some kind of food or snack on this one. Uh, behind here, cowering, is a Yosoki, <laughs> uh, who I don't have a mini for, but is. Uh, uh, I don't have an undead behind here for a reason. Uh, to put them oh, down there. God, they've broken in! <laughs> and they are just like. Okay, okay. <laughs> So, so as uh, okay, so, so there in front of the first console with the cred stick. <laughs> as you quickly swipe, there's a little number of twenty-one on it. There's twenty-one credits yeah. on that cred stick. Cool. Somebody's lunch money. All right. As I as I'm aiming to go towards the stairs, I'll see the Yosoki and I'll I'll come along, and um, I'll, I'll probably pat them on the pat them on the back of the shoulders. And yeah. I'll give them the cred stick. Aww. And be like, what? Oh, it's it's not mine. It's not mine. It's um, it's it's Clips. I hate that guy. You have it. Okay. Are you okay? No. I'm getting shot at. <laughs> Terrorists in the building. I couldn't get out. No. Okay. 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 Save me. Okay. No. Wait. 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 Right. 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 They're like white fur and like dark on the other side, and they've got these bright red eyes, and they're in like this tiny little like it's not a business suit, but like a loose like black but plaid shirt and they're just like there's just incontinence all around them okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get out a map on my toes and be like okay don't don't worry don't worry so i'm trying to distract him basically while he's not being like okay so we're gonna take the stairs out okay right stairs yeah then we're going to take a left turn and uh take 300 yards to the left and uh, give me a persuasion check right it's a, a deploy- diplomacy check uh, or a bluff if you are trying to lie to them and tell them that it's going to be all right, because they are shit scared. So I it's believe up to you. it's going to be all right. This Shirin's clearing the floor. Diplomacy check. I think they're also saying this to someone that they probably saw Blamon. Uh, <laughs> fifteen. Fifteen. They're like, oh, I'm not going down there. No, 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 no. I'll stay up here. They won't see me up here. They won't see me up here. They won't see me up okay, here. Okay, okay. Take, take my hand. It's all right. Promise, promise it's all right. We've got a really cool starfinder down with us. Literally clearing the floor. <laughs> they are going nowhere. Got... They're like, oh, good, when, when it's all done, you let me know and I'll come out. Do I'll me... give you more cred sticks. And they start pulling cred sticks from there. <laughs> <laughs> Kill them, don't save me. Uh, and they'll give you one with like <laughs> 10 credits on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do, do you want me to stay here with you? Can they see you? <laughs> and you get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're prone behind there with the Yosuke who's It's basically a bonus action. So I love you can do it every time. I love that you took yourself out of combat by accident. So you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna rock off here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaz, you're up. <laughs> um, 
Jesus. You can see yeah. the one in front of you as yeah. Zan comes around the corner. You just see like the light almost following them. Not like a shadow, but like a trail, like a meteor. Or a comet, really. Okay, yeah, I think I will move up towards them. Uh, I think I'm going to sort of draw my sword towards them. Will, will I be able to see uh, Zano? Oh, for sure. Okay. If you were to go to the other side of them, you would be flanking them. Um, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah? But then I will just say before I attack, for questioning or... Just get rid of it. Zano just looks at you and is like, I don't care. Mm. Kill him. Uh, attack the building. As long as you're sure. <laughs> um, I go for an attack. Okay, uh, it's melee, so it's fine. Yeah, make the attack roll. Uh, is there a bonus? Because you get a flanking. plus two to your attack because you are flanking. Booty. Uh, plus three. Twenty-one. Twenty-one is <laughs> definitely going to do it against Casey. They have a, t- a ten EAC, a twelve KAC. I'm pretty sure you're going to kill them. They've got five hit points left. <laughs> ten damage. How? Tell us how you destroy this Lashenta. Uh I think it's just a swift throat slash. Um, just fluid as anything, very well practiced. Just almost like just very swift with the sword. And then I immediately just retreat the sword, doing that whole atomizing thing yeah. again. Uh, I just kind of withdraw it into myself. Uh, okay. Uh, and in doing so, um, they sort of like and they just like look towards Zan and then to you as they're like bleeding out and they're just like and just fall to the ground not as heavy some of the other ones Um, you are out of initiative Uh, so I'm going to pull this one back to over here Zan looks at you all and ah not quicker than I expected that to be. And of all, building security made it down, so I see that you are capable at least. Is everything all right down there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Calix, we are fine. You did well to stay out of danger. <laughs> <laughs> you seem quite capable. <laughs> there is a reason I'm in charge of the expedition department here at Dynatech Industries. I am a very capable warrior. Do you know who Clix is? I mean, they're going to have to roll for that. <laughs> it's a big company. Lonely workers. <laughs> but they can, they can, they can. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's, it's all right. We can go now. The the, the one in charge, the, the, the Sheeran, it's fine. And they just <laughs> squeak and they just run and they fuck off like to the elevators or to the stairs and they evacuate up. Um, nice to meet you. They don't say anything, they run. But th- you were left in the room now, and I need to stop reading some stuff. Because... That's called abandoning your post, Bart. Oh. <laughs> Shoot on sight. <laughs> the turrets. <laughs> <laughs> no witnesses. <laughs> Wait, are there turrets in a workspace? <laughs> you, uh, um, <laughs> building defences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dynatech cares. Dynatech cares, man. Um, after a couple of moments where you guys are sort of like catching your breath again or you are um, changing the music from the combat music back to the dystopian city, Xano mm. um, kind of like comes over and checks over uh, the body of the Skittermander. Ah, shame. They were a good receptionist. 
leaves it at that one. You did well, yeah. Squeakerson. Calix. Starfinders. I think that moving forward, there will be a very prosperous uh, venturing between us, uh, both this team and, and us here at Dynatech Industries. And then as that happens, security officials start coming out of the elevators. A huge robotic spider comes out of a service elevator, uh, which then just basically takes guard in the center of the room. And it's like got a scorpion-like tail and it's just like charged constantly with energy. Uh, teams of three begin to move around, creating a perimeter and start moving outside. And Zano's like, ah, I must advise as to where they should set up a perimeter. I will be back momentarily. And exits out of the front of the building with some of the security forces, leaving you all hmm. um, alone. I would like to inspect the body of Lushanta, but I'm just slave. Yeah? Okay. Anybody else doing anything else? And we'll start making some rolls? Yes. I was going to do the same with the human when you said that the overalls were showing his legs. Uh, that's the dwarf. The dwarf. Okay. Well, they all, they all show signs of augmentations. The you saw that. The one that I stepped over. Oh, see, that is the human, yes. And yes, you did see their legs, because thinking back into the time. Um, but, yeah, they're all um, augmented in some horrific way. I want to, like, study the botch job. Okay. It's uh, investigation, investigation, life science, or uh, physical science. Whichever one you want. But I'm also going to make a comment. Like, that response time takes work. About 18 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough, that's what I said. You can fill out an information form, a, you know, leave it at a front desk, and Dynatech is actually pretty efficient at getting back to all suggestions. They care. <laughs> Just leans over. It's going to be longer than a few seconds. <laughs> Fall into perception for um, Starfinder. Let me have a quick look at the things. Perception. Doing a lot of times, Mister Dem. If you're inspecting the body, it would be medicine or life science. As for anything else, actually, okay. it's going to be uh, search. Yeah, it's going to be uh, perception. Perception. Cool. Uh, the guys on the side of the table. What would you like to do? I'm going to be probably on high alert just in case there's one that we haven't seen. Just kind of checking lines of sight. Perception check from yourself. I'd like to, I don't know, maybe well, seven. Cool. Uh, while I'm up here on the computers, see if there's any security footage to sort of, or, or something like that, to see where they like where they've come from, or if there's. Uh, so you give me trace a trace back their movements. Give me a computers check as you start to look around all of those ones. Uh, TJ, anything from yourself? Uh, yeah, I think I'd like to have a look at. Um, our fallen receptionist's desk, yep. and um, just check for any like sort of diary or schedule or anything that doesn't fit with corporate policy. Perception check. So starting with Kaz. Twenty six. Twenty six. You're checking the Lashanti, yeah? Yes. Okay. Is there any specific that you're looking for? Um, I want to, to I try and investigate the organisation. Okay. <laughs> and so the augmentations and their origins. So. Um, you begin to like look over the body and especially with like these very prominent uh, antennae that are missing which is so common on all the shunters but they were beautiful originally this 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 male the shunter and you can see the horrific scars have like distorted their face but the actual cranial augmentation is larger than their skull, so it almost Ooh. protrudes ever so slightly, uh, like it's not made to fit. Mm. Um, you notice their hand um, is also too small for their arm, but only just. 
It's like, and all of like the areas around it are like hacked apart. It is awful. It's like a butchery. And um, it looks like either some back alley kind of augmentation where it's just like, okay, we've got this, you buy it, um, go for that. Or like it was done in a rush. Um, yeah, that's okay, what you get with it. Is someone else? Any sign of like a, a brand? Or like who made the augments, perhaps? No. Uh, anything else? Um, is, there, is there anything on their person that's perhaps telling me who they are and where they came from? So, um, you can find their uh, standard uh, equipment, which they are carrying. They carry a... Uh, it has a frag grenade one. They have a uh, flight suit station wear, which mm. is the armor they're wearing. They have a survival knife and they have a tactical semi-auto pistol. Uh, as for anything else, no. Apart from this coat that they're wearing, they're also in like coveralls. Like they put these on to take away any markings, to take away anything else. Mm. I think that's what you would get from this. Skelton. What am I rolling? What did you roll? I rolled a 16 to look at the... Human. Yes. Okay. Uh, you find a heavily augmented being. Uh, one leg from the hip down completely uh, augmented the other one is actually the bottom half of the shin to the foot uh then they would have um part of their like clavicle is also metal um and again really rough edges to it it does not look neat uh they look like they were in pain with these um i mean i'd be angry if i looked like this the <laughs> <laughs> um. same same sort of equipment they have a uh laser pistol azimuth uh, they have um, same uh, station wear and a survival knife. So can we take those and use those? Yeah. Hundos. Yes. If you want to add those to your inventory, that's absolutely fine. If you want to write them down and add it to it afterwards, yeah, absolutely I'm, fine. I already forgot what you said. Calyx. Uh, 17 for looking how they've got here or traced back where they may have come from from today kind of yeah um, this isn't a security station uh, what you notice up here is this is almost like um, not even quite PAs they're like receptionist PAs 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 they're like dogs bodies for dogs bodies kind of workstations where they're given it like because they look professional in the front base of it but uh, most of it's okay. just like sorting out appointments and doing stuff like that um, so nothing really on the computers here um, one of them probably got a few uh, games on there they're not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, can I, okay, based on it being those kind of, can I then see if there's just any weird emails? Uh, that would take some time to get into and okay. you would have to choose a workstation. Uh, but nothing splagging up as out of the ordinary from what you can see okay. uh, so far around. Uh, TJ. I rolled a big fat seven. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. She's alive. <laughs> <laughs> Need more pastas. <laughs> uh, more blue roll. In all yeah. fairness, again, nothing out of the ordinary yeah. here. Outside of company policy, nothing on show, nothing on her. Um, everything seems perfectly fine. Uh, and Vorag, as you were looking around, you got a... Seven. Seven. Uh, yeah, uh, the area seems clean, clear. You can see outside. So as you look through the front um, fascia of this building, the plaza outside, this like beautiful stone and cobbled and statues and water fountains and gardens just are teeming with flashing lights and with security droids and drones um, 
and yeah, you see Zano out there, like just pointing around. You can see like station security coming in and stuff like that. Uh, but it seems seems completely clear. Um, anybody else doing anything else? Does it make a difference if my role was higher than I said it was? Yes. Because I didn't know what to add to it. Because I didn't know what I was rolling. Oh, for. sorry. My apologies. Because uh, you were checking body, it would be uh, either life science, medicine, or uh, perception, depending on what you wanted but I to can find. Pick which one's higher? Yeah, it depending. It's, you've got to sort of almost tell me what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to look from a medical perspective of like how unprofessional you'd have to be to do this shoddy work. Uh, with that one, then yeah, I would say that this is definitely some back alley or rushed job. So how do I go back to the map of it? Oh, We're doing it. I think it's quite high. It might be plus seven, but you don't have to take my word for it. I'm going to wait until it loads. Yep. Um, I'd say with that, for both of you, it looks like either these were replacements or they are faulty or they did it in a rush and they didn't really care about what was going back in or on. But there was different parts, so it wasn't just one. That yeah. Was mm. So repeat. But they were all basic augmentations. They were all things like just to replace something that was missing or to, um, yeah, like things like the limbs. There was nothing special about them. They were quite literally just prosthetic limbs, but they're just robotic. Okay. Are you guys doing anything else? Checking any of the others? Who haven't we checked yet? I want to go um, for the one that he the they went for first, Zano. Zano, so you want to go over to the Yosoki? Mm. Yeah? So, I'm not even going to move you because I don't need to, you're not going on camera. You would go across there and you'd see like this Yosoki with a completely crushed head. Um, it's pretty Negan, if that makes sense. Um, it's, yeah, Raspberry Pavlova. Um, <laughs> Tasty. Enjoy that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Harang and uh, so While you're checking them, before we make a roll, what's everybody else doing? I might come and have a look at the humans, see if they've got any data pad. Like, I'm looking for electronics, like data pads on any of them and stuff like that. I will tell you out right now, there are no data pads on these games. <coughs> they are off-grid. Luddites. Which is unusual. Mm. Anything from this side? Have we looked at Dwarfy Boy? No, not yet. I will skitter over. Yeah? Um, and, yeah, I want to check out again for anything that seems unusual, any kind of... I Identity markers, I think. Um, yeah. Is that just perception? Uh, yeah, I would say that one is a standard outright perception. Which what about you? Has the receptionist kind of left her sort of desk open, <laughs> if that makes sense, before it all kind of fell apart? Yes. Am I able to kind of go through her sort of mainframe, see what I can find? I've got a natural 20 for a 25. 25. Oh. Okay. So. Could I ask you to make me an engineering, a life science, a medicine, or a... No, it would just be those ones. I'm going to go for meds. This is just going to adjust the DC cool. or something. I'm going to go for medicine. 16. Okay, perfect. So you begin to check over the dwarf, and they are heavily augmented. There is like the neck comes onto the chest. The spine is almost crooked Ooh. because it is been replaced with a spine that's too big for them. Um, mm. And it's just like, it's almost given them this like hunch, staunch look. Uh, you would think if they hadn't have been killed so quickly and with uh, such amount of damage and force, 
that would have kept them alive for a bit longer. Oh. You also see that the um, the two legs and the arm that were open and on show are basic prosthetics, but you roll back the sleeve on the other one, and it looks like a normal dwarven arm, but you see it alive. And you run your finger up it, and <gasps> a compartment opens within the forearm, and inside it is a cred stick. Ooh. 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 Uh, what's, can I remove the cred stick? You can indeed. I'm going to remove it and have a good looky look. Um, usually with the cred stick you'll be able to tell how much is on there, but you, you can't. Oh. Mm. Um. Forgery! Oh. Yeah. Well, otherwise, gear-wise, they have. Um, this one has a semi-auto pistol and a laser pistol azimuth. Mm-hmm. They have a Cestus battle glove. Come on. Ooh. They have a survival <laughs> knife. They nice. have 40 small arm rounds on them. Ah! That's a point. I've got a knife! <laughs> what about these guys with the guns? Where's their ammo? Uh, it would be... Um... I didn't mark it off. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to look back on the episode and let you know the amount that I shot, but it's going to be in and around the 25 mark for each one. Because, uh, oh dear, my weird, didn't keep yeah. holding. I was like, they're going to die. Oh, we're three rounds in. Oh, oh. No. Why is this not working? Because I'm not on my <laughs> So, what else are we doing? That's all going in the briefcase. <laughs> yeah, put it in the briefcase. How big is your briefcase? <laughs> Uh, one, of one of those. Yeah. Laser. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> if there's nothing else, I will continue with the next bit. Yeah. Cool. So, Zano re-enters the building, and you guys obviously just kind of like inspecting bodies and just like looking around, doing the kind of standard investigatory stuff, and it doesn't seem to phase them whatsoever. As the chaos has died down, the lights around go back from red back to the cool blue. As Xano enters, two more figures enter the building through the entrance, both wearing blue and purple armour, but with a gold trim to it. The first, a female elf, with silver hair and a wicked-looking tooling spear of some kind, like a weapon on her back. The second, slightly shorter human male with grey hair, it's clean-shaven, but his face is like sort of stubbly. Very defined jaw. His eyebrows are really bushy. And even though he wasn't wearing a full set of armour, you can see that he is quickly donned a breastplate um, of power armour. But nothing else. Um, yeah, it's quickly... It's been donned over the top of some ceremonial armour. Zano immediately recognises this man. And begins to move towards them. Talking with their real mouth. Ah! Drill Sergeant Talon, Corporal Avesta! Little late to the party, but a welcome sight nonetheless. The man's eyebrows furrow, and his arm clasps that of Zano, and his gruff, deep voice can be heard clearly throughout the room as he appears to begin looking around. What is going on here, then, Zan? Ah, well, the building was attacked by terrorists, or we're not quite sure yet. I'm yet to do an investigation, but actually, these Starfinders and very proud Dynatech officials uh, dealt with the issue before, uh, I could even really get in there. They are true heroes of the day. They are to be commended for this. 
For you, personally, this here is Drill Sergeant Talon. He is one of the drill instructors and uh, training officials for uh, the uh, stewards over in Bastion. Not quite station security, but close enough that they probably would have got here before station security, and better then. However, did you find anything? Very bodge job augments. Uh, I don't Show know. me. I lead him over to the uh, Lashunta body that I inspected. She kind of like just grabs the head <laughs> and just like twists it to one side and you hear like <laughs> and she's like <laughs> I, I'll like just go through all the details that I saw in the augments like this hand you can see it's, it's uh, too small it's only by a fraction um, yeah, just other parts on here that just didn't quite fit the natural person This is back alley work mm. It has replaced a different augmentation and she just drops the head and clunk just like hits the ground. Mm. Anything else? Actually, yes. I've opened up this guy's arm and found a cred stick, but there is no money on this cred stick. It is blank. And I like very proudly kind of, <laughs> with way too much pop and circumstance, kind of produce it. She takes the cred stick, eyes it over. Mm smart. Plugs it into her little data pad on her arm. And he watches code comes up. This is a door access code. This was disguised as a cred stick to gain access to well I can't tell which room here but certainly one in particular. They obviously had an agenda. Mm. Inside this building? Yes. Would you have needed someone on the inside to give oh, them the yeah. mm. give them the, the information or is Potentially, this... yes. The question is, we need to know what room, what floor, what department this is, and I can't do that from the code, so I will have to give this to the IT boys. And girls. <laughs> there is a woman there now, you know. <laughs> the important part is Or she. <laughs> well done, Squeezer. We are progressive. <laughs> Dynatech cares. Future perfect. <laughs> Sometime. <laughs> Do you see the turret guns? Man, they really went. Uh, but yeah, let me just show you this code. It's like, mm. this is clearly the work of a hacker or somebody on the inside. You are quite right. <laughs> Takes it off and pockets the cred stick. Mm. Well, that dwarf was uh, heading to that uh, elevator. Yes. So he must be somewhere at least up. Well, there's not or much down. down. Well done, Sherlock. There is a down. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Also, who is this Sherlock? <laughs> Good question. I have no idea. <laughs> I will look them up. <laughs> but there is a down, but there is not much of a down. There are only uh, the um, Hastoki rail station and the... Um, repo department and the uh, stores. So there's only really storerooms beneath. Mm. I think you are right. I think they were going up. I would, if I was personally going to infiltrate the building, I would have taken one of those routes in if I was trying to get beneath. This is a direct assault. This is uncharacteristic for anybody disgruntled with the company. I think you are right. I think this has an agenda. And I think it's something, especially with this, I know, this, <laughs> that we should definitely be looking into. However, you have a mission. We must find our missing peoples. Okay. I want to know this mystery. 
It's almost like a second plot. <laughs> Have you received any threats? Anyone threatened to any disgruntled employees? Vorag, yes. Correct. I like the colour of your scales, red. I like it. Same as me, but shit in a scale. Um, <laughs> carapace, even. Um, they're not this open. They are quite cold. Okay. <laughs> but um, they're like, uh, we don't really get threats. I mean. People know that this building is well defended and uh, that we also have our own security forces. We have, and you just see this hulking spider robot in the middle of the room, just like, just like protecting this entire floor. I can see. (laughs) We are not usually worried about such things. I mean, we are in every market of engineering. We are in every market of magic and telecommunications. We are pretty well equipped to deal with anything, but a brazen attack in the centre of the eye aboard Absalom Station is quite ballsy. I mean, it feels like they're trying to send a message, because otherwise why would they go an off-full frontal assault? I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, Calix. That's very wise, and it's what we expect from Dynatech officials. It I could be to send a message. It could be to show a stage of something. And then there's a... Please check around the building and on all of the floors for any breaches or entry points. Did you? They could not hope to succeed with... Sorry, I can't quite hear you there. They could not hope to succeed with four of them. Outnumbered, outmanned, and outgunned. I don't think they were expecting us to be downstairs. But I mean, the human, he was ready to blow himself up. Mm. They they don't... They Even if it wasn't... Make a sense motive check for me. Even if it was a mission, with I mean, the dwarf was gunning it, obviously. Make a sense motive check. Maybe Uh, if it was just one of them that get through, and then the others, it didn't matter. Not very good. They might not have been expecting to come back. I agree. I don't think they were expecting to make it through. Nor do I think that these three, and she points to the Yasoki, the Lashunta, and the human, were expecting to make it through. The dwarf, however, you say about this cred stick in their arm. This is potentially what was meant to get through. They obviously needed to get to a door, and this dwarf are strong people who are known for taking a lot of damage in combat. I keep burping. And (laughs) I think they're (laughs) gone. I from lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I had a... A cordyceps fruit bowl, it really plays hell. I've just got to order one of those. Well, Joan's dead now, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joan! We'll get flown down, she'll be she's fine. she's got some in a fridge. <laughs> oh, if you do want to uh, get a snack, by the way, the uh, uh, waiting entry room over there, and she points to like, the first like waiting room over down on the right-hand side, uh, there are refreshments and vending machines, and they're all provided by Dynatech Free, of course. Um, I think that this dwarf was supposed to get through, and to their goal. I need to know what this is. Why would they not use the fastest? Maybe this was the fastest. Um, if, again, also, rolling? I think this might have uh, been you dr- a uh, That was a sense motive. Sense motive. Nine plus five. Fourteen. Not yeah. Okay, so um, those who got ten and higher, which I think was just you, mm. um, yeah, the dwarf was eyes on the prize, mm. the elevators, and was just running. They didn't care about people around them. They were just running, whereas the other ones were slow to move in 
and were tactically kind of like staying back. All they had to do, it seems, was get to a point where the turrets couldn't attack them and harass them anymore, and they were they were causing problems. And it's almost like they were staying back on purpose. It wasn't until the dwarf got stopped that the human tried to get anywhere. Mm. So you think, yes, the dwarf definitely had an agenda. The rest were a distraction. Just could have maybe succeeded if there was more of a distraction. Yes, but again, I don't think they were expecting all of us to be down here. I think the chances were quite lucky that we were. Maybe they have made another distraction. And that is why I've asked for people to check the perimeter in the building for any more breaches. Hmm. What if this was a distraction and this, whatever this code is that gives access to whichever room it is, has also been duplicated and is somewhere else. We need to track where this is from and we need to work out. But I will, I will do that. While you are on your mission, I will begin the process of using the Dynatech infrastructure and infospheres to uh, solve this mystery. Did you find anything in Joan's stuff? Maybe she was the inside man. I didn't, but it might be worth looking again. You were looking at her, you were looking at her computer and I didn't get your roll. Can I help? Seven. Yeah, you wrote a lot of sevens tonight. <laughs> Joan was lovely. Mm. She was sweet. There's like a little post-it note of oh. like, you know, dinner time and all this other things. Um, Did she have like, a little thing on her desk that said live, laugh, love? Get out of my brain. Oh. <laughs> I was just about to say oh, no. it. Oh. It was a screensaver. Oh, oh. Joan. Even the little things matter. You're oh. amazing. Oh. I just push it down and disgust. <laughs> no. Just wipe away a tear. So brave. <laughs> All right, Joan's identical sister will be here next week. <laughs> Jane. Jane. <laughs> we have. Joan will be taken care of. Her family will be taken care of. Taken um, care of. She's already dead. I think she's taken care of. <laughs> yes, I agree. But. Her family also will be uh, compensated for their loss. Good, good. Mm. Well, <laughs> if that's everything, then um, I will get on with this and taps a pocket again. Um, I can only wish you luck. You have shown me that you are capable, but uh, good luck on your mission today. <laughs> have we? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Kalex has shown they are very smart. <laughs> they would stay out of the danger when they were needed to. <laughs> You have to pledge your strength. I made a tactical error! <laughs> but with that, if there's nothing else that um, you want to do in here, you guys are free to go about the station. You know that Doc I'm going to go get something to eat. <laughs> yeah, you can go to the vending machine and there are like cordyceps bars. I am a hungry, hungry caterpillar. Yeah. Aww. Put your ID on for Dynatech. Oh, it's all free. Nom, 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 nom. Um, Salad, anyone? <laughs> but you guys are free if you need any supplies now is the time to get them mm -hmm. you have a shuttle a Dynatech shuttle waiting for you at Docking Bay 13 mm -hmm. uh, it's been coded to all of you so that once you get aboard it you are free to uh, assign yourself position depending on where you think you'd be suited best but in the meantime um, it, it, I hand it over to you you are free to explore well there are some things that are off limits though right you can try <laughs> What do you want to do? The station what do you want to go? want to steal that central Precisely in this building. No, there are places that they won't want us going. Up in this building, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, without us. <laughs> but they wouldn't be obvious. Well, I mean, you were left to do a briefing in the lobby. Yes, yeah. so they don't want us using the elevators, so we're not that free to explore. Where? Well, I mean, the, the station. 
as a whole, not just the building. Oh. We've been let go. Well, okay. Your training level is over. Please exit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to eat the free food before I go and spend some money. Yeah. 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 Go get some rounds. Make me hungry. Call that watching innocence die. If you can think of a food, there is a food here for it. If you can not think of a food, there is food here for it. <laughs> there are bright pink meats, there are uh, living things that people just... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, there are eggs that are like tadpole eggs that are this big, but they are sweet, like tapioca. Um, you know, uh, all things uh, gettable from um, many places on the station. One of the uh, things that uh, Dynatech are quite fond of is actually a, um, a jew ball that is literally uh, almost like a tapioca ball, and you bite into it and you... <laughs> And it's like it's a big boba. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. But I it's want like a big boba right now. Yeah, yeah. You can get one of those from the drinks machine here in the lobby. Not a problem. You can sit in the Topiary Garden and just you know and enjoy it. You know, and there's like this weird natural sunlight that's not natural that comes in from the, the glass above you. That's part of the foyer entrance and stuff. And yeah, but you are free to enter Absalom Station at your whim to do as you wish. That's a very short briefing. I mean. We have the information we need. Mm. We just gotta go. Look. And we didn't have very many questions. Bish bash bosh. We've got all the information we need, probably on the ship. Donatek oh, dolls sure. usually provide all those kind of things. Oh. They are quite good. They're very thorough. Very good. <laughs> God, which department are you from? I've never met you. <laughs> hello, I'm Timothy J. Squeakerson. Oh, hello, Mr. Squeakerson. Oh, I'm pleasure to meet you. I think it is in your backstory. However, you I'm are... so sorry. No, you're no, no, no. somewhere. Uh, you are part of the exploration, which is on floor 16 through 24. Oh, there we go. Nice. Um, marketing is on floors 19. 101 through 111. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's her altitude sickness with it so high up there. <laughs> we don't have windows, it's fine! <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> Do you want to go get some cornerstone fruit bowls? <laughs> oh, yes, I'd love some. Well, there's actually a really nice salad that they do for me. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, I wouldn't. O I, I'd like to offer you some, but it may have hallucinogenic effects for you. So, hot damn! Yeah. Sounds like the Christmas party last year. <laughs> oh my goodness! I heard about the marketing party. <laughs> we party hard. <laughs> So as I, assume the, as I assume the Starfinders exit the building, the two Dynatech Industries reps are behind them chatting away. Where, what, what would you like to see? What would you like to do before? Uh, is there anything you'd like to do before heading towards your shuttle? Yeah, get away from these two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on my own errands to gather anything like a brain cell that I can find. Okay, so... Why are you stuck in a ship with us for the next three What months? kind of things would you like to find? 
I don't know, but I need some peace. I feel <laughs> attacked after not really ex expecting what was going on. I was expecting to get on with the mission and now I've been sidetracked and derailed. So I need to go and focus and think of my plan again. Yeah. What's going to do. So you kind of like go outside. Would you find a bench? Would you go find your own shuttle to go uh, like take a moment in? Would you go find a bar somewhere? Would you, um, you know, where, where would scale can go? To a bar. Okay, so um, you know that there are bars up here in um, the uh, the eye, which is the central domed district, uh, which is very affluent, but it's going to be very expensive. Then there is what's called the arms and the ring, which is like the layers outside of the dome, but at the top. So there's things like the law spire complex where the starfinders are, but then they're like around towards the, what would essentially be looking down at the north of the ring B would be like the free markets where there would be things like bars and stuff. Um, you know that there are a few bars around. Uh, yeah. So there's one in the spike that you would know called the Drink and Sink. Mm. Um, it is a fantasy pirate themed bar run by an eccentric <laughs> Vesk. Oh yes, oh, that seems. You would know that in Little Akaton, do you want to go to the Drink Which is like a Yosoki yes. district. There is loads of um, Akatonian, which is another planet within the Glarion system style bars in there. There is um, the House of Decimation in the best quarter. <laughs> 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 Which... How am I supposed to choose? Pub crawl. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not done yet. Oh. The House of Decimation is um, also a, a fighting arena. It's run by a vest female who is only known as the Disemboweler. Oh um, there's also Vescarium Bar 3. Um, <laughs> it's a chain. And there is um, up here in the eye is uh, nice. it's not in here. Where is it? <laughs> is um, the Nebula's Ease, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna have to remember that now Spanky. because I've had to make it up. Um, <laughs> which is like a really, really posh. Like all the politicians and diplomats go there, and it's like um, you know, like a VIP club where like you go and like, <laughs> no, don't talk to me. It's like one of those places, and everywhere, like in the, oh. in the sky, is like nebulas and stuff. It's all hologrammed in, mm, with like I illusory magic smell and stuff. You shouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> so, how would how would I choose the one which I would probably more likely frequent? Definitely the fighty mode fighting. <laughs> okay, so you would start making your way towards. Um, Fighting with fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring it up. Uh, that would be um, the House of Decimation. Yes. Okay, cool. uh, that is going to be. Um, it's located in the spike, but it's towards sort of like the top levels of it. Um, but I mean, uh, would you let people know you're going there? Would other people go with you, or are you I'm like? I'm not inviting people. I'm walking off. <laughs> Well, she seems a bit angry, doesn't she? <laughs> I'm not going to be angry. I'm just disinterested. <laughs> See you later. Go, uh, we'll say that you can go off there and spend, um, you know, two credits and you know have a few drinks. Um, you know, it's quite easy while on Absalom Station to con people now that you know their names. So when you're sort of ready, you can then come back to to that. What about everybody else? So let's start over here, James uh, Vorak. What would he do? Vorag would be getting ready, so he'd be getting a, his supplies, maybe a knife 
for sort of close combat. Do you want to buy a knife, yeah? Yes. And some ammunition. Okay. Is there anywhere in particular that you would uh, frequent? Is it just a case of like, you want, do you want to RP a shop or do you want to uh, just straight up say, I'm going to go find these? Because it's pretty, I mean, there are vending machines that give out some of the lower end stuff. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, for the lower end stuff, I'd probably just go to a vending machine. Just yeah. nice and easy, get ready for the mission. Cool. If you've got credits to spend, then yes. absolutely feel free to uh, spend them. If you do go to a vending machine and stuff, though, or mm -hmm. to like a gun uh, machine, essentially you can't haggle for price. It is set to whatever is in essentially the armory or the core rulebook, yeah, and fine. then you can go onto your character sheet and just spend your credits and add them that way. Yes. TJ Squeakerson and I assume now Calix, <laughs> where would um, you guys go? I think I'd, I'd like to nip up to my office yeah? um, and see if I can procure any kind of like recording device. Um, because I feel that maybe these adventures with this crew is going to be worth our time, you know, to really sh show showcase the best that Dynatech has the, to offer. The, the absolute front and foreface of it, because that is what we will be in this new star system. Absolutely. Future perfect. Future perfect. We have to show them how great Dynatech can be. Would you like to see my office? I'd love to see your office. Fabulous. <laughs> marketing. I've heard so much about it. <laughs> Okay, so your personal comm unit, which is part of your armor mm -hmm. as standard, would deal with uh, text and audio. Yeah. Uh, however, if you are going to look to try and get something visual... Yeah, a little uh, bit more high def. Cameras, I think, are on page 218 of the core rulebook, which means that it will be on Hephaestos, and I will have a look at that now, uh, and it depends how much they cost. I think it's around 55 credits. Oh. Let's have a quick gander. And then we will look at moving you guys towards the next bit. So, creations. Sorry about this. I have to double check that one. I want to make sure I don't overcharge you. And you're going up into the office to try and find one, yeah? Yeah. I don't think it's something that you would have with your specific area. No, but... There is with the entertainment area. That's how I want to, you know, strong arm. Give me a diplomacy check. Okay. Diplomacy. Hang on, so, hang on, maths. <laughs> 27. Yeah, okay, so uh, the entertainment department, and are you going with, actually? Um, I do have my own thing I want to do, but That's I will fine. probably, I don't know, because I want to just see the other departments. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so excited to see everyone else's, like, so company go... gear, I'm like, oh, they've got... Got the skirting board in a different colour. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. So you guys make your way to marketing, and then there's really a few people are like, ah, and the thing that you see up here, Squeakerson is a Yasoki, but they don't have the tail, and they look more kind of, if you know what I'm saying, chubbier and plusher. And I'm so key. I'm a chubby boy. <laughs> there are loads of them up here. <laughs> And this entire, it's so many cubicles with like wheels in them and like <laughs> other bits that like power things and like they're just like, they're just hammering away at computers and they're all wearing the same business suit. Can you guys get a gym? <laughs> Could you make me a perception check please? Ooh. Uh, 26. It's all decimal silk. And, um... What is interesting? All of their suits. Good strengths that you're wearing. Uh, can I can I just touch them for a second? Oh, please be my guest. A gift from Dynatech Industries. Oh, indeed, indeed. I mean, they do they do outfit with the best. Mm. Absolutely. And you were all. This might be made you... by my cousin. 
see. Oh, I know. You ask around and they say a few of the more managerial positions who maybe aren't have, uh, the same sort of Yosoki that you are point in the direction of the entertainments department. And I have to bring up something else now. Ooh, bloody ends. Because we'll do one thing and then I think that's probably where we're going to end it. So. It's <laughs> You were sent down to floors 24 through 100. And you were told to go meet with um, the head of entertainment, the executive producer, Kimpaya Zaki, who is a Vesk female. Calix, you've met them before. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, ah, Calix, how are you? Oh, Kimpaya, lovely to see you again. And they're oh, handy. She is lovely, honestly. Hey. Her hand is massive in you. <laughs> she is like seven foot tall, purple skin. It's like that for the hand. Yeah, <laughs> but she's wearing like a really tight blazer and a pencil skirt, oh. and then has like a compad on her arm, and then she has these like really bright yellows in like almost like frills that come back to the back of her head. She's like, how are you finding it here in the company since your arrival at Absalom Station? Oh, I must say the company is looking after me so well. I get all the maps I could ever want and I get loads of salad given to me all the time. Oh, I love it so much. It's really fun. Thank you. I have even just upgraded to have my own table. <laughs> Good. I did say we'd look after you. Thank you for the artwork you provided. Oh, but I made her such... Oh, sorry, sorry, miss. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you are fine. I need to look up a piece of information anyway. Um... Carry on. <laughs> I made her a were. piece of artwork. Oh, talented, are you? I, I, people say I am. I like to think I actually am. Bloody I'm wonderful. Pretty good, actually. And uh, T-4862-HC4XP, I see that you've uh, been sent down to uh, acquire a camera. This could be very beneficial for the company. I find that our poster child here actually... We could really do with some more decent exposure. If you're going to head this up, actually, this could be very beneficial for us all. Ma'am, I think it would be bloody beneficial all round, to be honest. Uh, the Starfinders we've been grouped up with seem a, a pretty sexy and capable bunch, and I think it'll do Dynatech a, a galaxy of good. Good! So glad I wasn't meant to Well, and they just pull this like small camera out. And it's like a it's like a box with a lens on the front of it. And it's like it's a pretty simple like recording device. This will record most audio and visual. It's not one of the longest running ones, but it will certainly do for uh, almost logging daily what you get up to and hands it over to you. You can add that to your inventory. Brilliant. Now oh, it should be brilliant. Ma'am, do you want do you want some shots of the of the new brand new uh, business wear silk? Oh no, I've got plenty of those. Thank you very much. However, Happy's throwing a tantrum, and I need to go make sure that they're ready for the show. Good luck out there. And you are. She just turns. Have and a wonderful leaves. day, ma'am. Doesn't respond. Um, <laughs> and leaves. And with that, I would just quickly ask where these two would go, and then we're going to close the session down, so that I can get ready for next week, and we'll walk, work our way how you're going to get back together. So. Kaz, where would you go? Um, I think I would probably go and visit my friends. Yeah? Yes. Cool. Uh, very easy to do, and you mm. travel. Um, <laughs> they would live near the free markets. So they would be out, I believe, uh, on the ring. Uh, you go back, and you see we see this like older-looking, drowish male with these pointed blue and purple ears, with this like stubble and the milky eyes and the balding top. It's like, ah, oh, Kaz, you're back. Here to finish the game? Oh, uh, not, not today, I'm afraid. I think... Uh, mission uh finally 
Um, I'm doing what you said, Tang. I'm joining the Starfinders and um, going on my first mission. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot to take on, considering it. And he's in this like old, it's kind of like a workshop, but it's also a home. And he kind of just like sits back into this like hover chair. And it's kind of like um, an office chair, like kind of like the one that Skelkin's currently sat on. But like it's got no bottom to it, it just hovers. And as he sits back into it, it does that and it doesn't crack. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of like leans, he's like, ah, well, I, um, hopefully it won't take too long and we can get on with that game. And he kind of like mm. looks down towards, um, it's like a table with like holographic, um, discs on it that are all like stacked up. And it's like partly for a game. Um, but he just, boop, flicks it, and disappears. Uh, do we know when we were expecting you back? I honestly cannot say just how long it will take. But, um, you know what these things are like. <laughs> we can span any amount of time. Well, uh, have yourself a good time, and um, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for uh, everything. Well, see you, soon. see you soon. And we cut to Vorag. Vorag's probably gone back to what was his home that's probably nearby, and he started packing together almost his army trunk as such that's been passed down for his generations with the family name on it as he packs all of his equipment that he needs to go out, rations, uh, sort of cookware that you'd see out in the field as well as um, just kind of like the chains that have been passed down through the generations of army each with the family members that have preceded him in the army yeah um, and with that we start seeing like flashes of images of like Vorai collecting up all of his stuff and putting it into a small trunk and then we see him leaving the Lawspire complex and taking uh, a montage of uh, transports until we get to a hangar bay where uh, the, the words the letters the, the letters numbers 13 are like in massive on the floor there are hundreds of ships in here of different sizes the biggest could be like 100 feet long whereas you see it a standard Dynatech industry shuttle it's very very clear and common ahead and you start moving your way towards it. We see Kaz leaving this workshop abode in the free markets. And again, we see him probably entering from another port or another entrance in Docking Bay 13. We cut to a bar where some beefy dwarf is getting punched by a Kasafi <laughs> with four arms. And Skelkin sits there just pouring through a data pad, looking at the research they've done. We see Calix and TJ. Oh, looking at like this camera and they're like happy and they're moving towards and we see them like leaving uh, a, a transport together as it lands in Docking Bay 13 and they exit as everyone starts to come together. Skelkin now there too. And next week we'll pick up in Docking Bay 13 and begin our travels to the Dakchi system. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in. Thank you so much to anybody who's watching on YouTube. I've had a whale of a time tonight. I can't thank you guys enough. I know that like, I know that you streamed before and I know that you started streaming, but I know that the rest of the guys haven't and this was like a big thing because you guys were amazing. Yeah, um, thank you. Wow. Thank you, Nom, 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 nom. Wonderful. Guys, um, show them some love. Uh, we will make sure that it, pictures go up on Instagram for things like the battle map and also for our minis. Thank you so much. And may the dice gods be ever in your favor. See you around.